a lot of pride in the program. The ability's there. Each play matters. The goal's 15-0 here, knowing that we're going to be the most physical players on the football field. A lot of great coaches, a lot of great fan bases, a lot of great schools. Where Upper Cumberland legends are born and raised. They're doing things the right way on and off the field. Where traditions are passed down. They're doing it because they love the guy next to them. Where every Friday night, it's a race of champions. Expect to win. When you look at our team, you see a bunch of kids that play hard. It just boils down to the commitment to excellence that we have every day. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. From Pat Parker Memorial Field on the campus of Macon County High School. It's Macon County Football presented by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight, the 2-0 Upperman Bees take on visiting the 2-0 Macon County High School Tigers. Good evening, I'm Devin Hope with Wes Shanks. And I think we're in for quite a game, Wes. Uh, These two teams are, are really, really good. What are you expecting uh, Macon County High School to do here to try to uh, uh, control the tempo of the game? Hey, it's a great evening. The the weather is fantastic. The crowd is filling the stands uh, here in a a huge, huge Region 4, Class 4A opening matchup uh, this year. Uh, Major uh, game last year, a 24 uh, to a 28 to 14 game against Macon County, the only loss in the region. Upperman having one more loss in the region. So getting on the right foot, getting started on the right foot here is going to be tremendous for either one of these teams. It's going to be fascinating to see which one comes away with the win. Absolutely. You're right, Wes. Yeah, last year this was a major matchup. It was here at this uh, stadium as well. Upperman came in here, beat Macon County 28-14. to As you said, that played big in the playoff picture. Uh, now what are you expecting the Upperman Bees to be able to come in and do offensively against this Macon County defense? Well, Upperman's coming in with some some great wins against uh, a Lebanon team, twenty four to nothing or twenty four to fourteen, and a uh, Fayetteville win at week one. But you've got a couple uh, players for Adam Kane and his uh, his team with with Bronston Chaffin really coming into his own as a sophomore quarterback. You've got seven to ten other just gamers right now. At any one point in time, the guys are swarm tackling, making plays offensively. But with Kyle Shoulders, head coach from Macon County, they've got some of their own guys. You've got number seven, Gabe Borders, a junior, who was up for Mr. Football last year. He's going to be an exciting player to watch and somebody that Coach Shoulders is going to want to have the ball in his hand majority of the time tonight. And whichever one of these guys step up, it's going to be, you know, I think whoever does that is going to be the one that takes away the win. All right. Well, anyways, that this should be quite the exciting game, Wes. Anyways, tonight it's... Upperman High School Bees and the Macon County High School Tigers. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Who has time for a turnover when the toilets are overflowing? Call AL Plumbing and get the job done right. The owner shows up at every call. That's commitment to doing the job right. Put the number in your phone 319 6395. The plumber who does it right and knows his stuff. 319 6395. Call for emergencies. Call for remodeling and renovations. Call for new construction. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Upperman B's head coach, Adam Kane. What makes Macon County so tough? That wing tee, the volume of offense they're able to create. What do you guys have to do defensively to kind of counter that, especially against something you don't necessarily see a lot of and only have a week to prepare for? Yeah, uh, well, obviously, you know, they also have, you know, clearly the best player in the region. Um at least from last year, uh, the Borders kid. And so he has shown the ability this year as well as last year to, you know, at any given moment, he can take the football to the end zone. And so you always got to kind of be aware of what he's doing and, and where he's lined up. And, and um, you know, they got another guy, number five, that's doing a, a really good job running the football for him. And, and I, I I understand the the other other borders of twin is is going to be back this week, so it's somewhat of a three or four headed monster. Uh, you know they have a fullback uh, number zero that's run the ball really well, and then you know so a, a lot of it is the guys making the plays and and doing the things. Um, and then uh, you know coach does a, such a good job. I mean his old lines really really in tune with what they're trying to do on offense. And uh, and they're really com- coming off the ball with some physicality and intensity. And, and uh, you know, they've kind of run roughshod over their first two opponents. And so it'll be a huge challenge. And, and uh, you know, a lot of it is his, his schemes and the kids really bought into them. And then, you know, some of it is just they got really dynamic players. And so, you know, that's been the message this week is uh, – the only way to get those guys on the ground is to, you know, is to kind of swarm. And, um, you know, hopefully we can do that. You brought up swarm tackling right there. A lot of coaches will tell you when going up against the wing tee that it's also assignment-based. Nobody can go out there, try to play hero ball. How do you coach your team 
to swarm to the football, to gang tackle, to go after these great athletes, but guys not trying to play hero ball, not getting out of position and getting beat maybe on the backside of a, of a play. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of that too is, is everybody's got a key that they're supposed to read and, and, and a spot that they're supposed to get to. And so that's something that we'll drill in, you know, hopefully in the next day or two or and even even into Thursday. Um, our guys do a pretty good job of, uh, you know, reading keys and that sort of thing. I, I do think it becomes, uh, you know, you can't, you can't leave your job and try to go do somebody else's. But at the same time, if you don't get a bunch of people around those kids, they're going to, they're going to kill you. And so that's kind of been the message um, this week. And one of the hardest things to do is to try to, you know, replicate what it's going to look like Friday during your practices. I mean, you can do it to a certain extent, but we don't have anybody on our team that can, run the ball the way they can. So, uh, you know, it'll be, uh, be, be a challenge. But, uh, you know, we watch a good bit of film. And, and you know, you, you brought up about the team being different. These guys all watch film. And, uh, you know, they, they come to me Monday morning and they tell me what they're about to face. And, and so that always makes me feel pretty good about, you know, our preparation. UC Sports Nation. Covering the frontier of games across the region. UC Sports Nation tonight. Powered by Frontier Chevrolet. Find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. Highway 111, just outside Livingston. I'm Jake Wallman. Cookville and White County renewed their Highway 111 rivalry in Sparta. Cavs head coach Taylor Hennigan discussed the rivalry and the environment this week. Our guys are pretty familiar with kind of how we operate. Um, obviously, the environment's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, very similar to what we had here last year for a really good game. So, I know our kids are excited. Um, you know, that ad- added element of, of travel for the first time, I, I really don't think will be a huge deal. Um, obviously, it's going to come down to uh, the game and and. The environment, like I said, our kids are excited for. White County has outscored opponents 63 to 19 in the first two weeks. Jackson County looks to move to two and one visiting Clay County this week. Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus doesn't feel good about where his team is at entering region play. Well, we're still uh, trying to figure out some things. We're, uh, you know, we're a young football team uh, with, uh, you know several inexperienced kids. Clay County is 0-2 to start a season for the first time since 2016. Livingston Academy thought they would play on Monday, but that fell through, so it was full steam ahead for a road trip to DeKalb County. Coach Hauser said his quarterback was just knocking off the rest last week. I think you could just see a comfort level. Um, That's a very tough position to play. There's a lot you have to process pre-snap as well as post-snap. Uh, so when Brody jumped in there, I think there was a calmness for the entire offense and a calmness from him. He got trusted. DeKalb County starting quarterback Bruce Trapp is day-to-day with an ankle injury, according to his head coach. Stone and Cumberland County renew their crosstown rivalry at Stone Memorial. Panthers head coach Derek Samber understands you cannot eliminate the additional weight and emotion this week. I'd be lying if I said it was uh, my approach to minimize it. I know it means a lot to these kids. I know it means a lot to the community. 
Um, and, and so just managing those emotions, especially early on. Uh, I know these are they're playing against kids they've grown up with, spent a lot of time with, uh, sometimes family members or something. Uh, may be zoned for the other side of town. Cumberland County has not defeated Stone since 2010. Monterey is excited to have their first home game after starting 2-0 on the road. They will host East Robertson tonight, and Wildcats head coach Scott Hughes was very complimentary of the Indians. When you look at the, the players on the field, you, you just look at the size and the speed that they possess. and uh, you know They're just long, rangy, athletic young men at every position, and, and they can run. I, when you watch them, their speed, just, just straight line speed and lateral speed really sticks out to you. The Indians scored 21 of their school record 69 points last week, non-offensive Pickett County coming off a win over Sunbright tries to make it two in a row as they host Red Bowling Springs, who also defeated Sunbright 61 to nothing in week one. Warren County takes their first road trip of the year, traveling to Lebanon to open region play. Lebanon is one and one after a 24 to 14 defeat at Upperman last week. York Institute is off this week and scores throughout the night and a full wrap-up tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., the high school playbook on Rock 93.7. For Around UC Sports Nation tonight, I'm Jake Wallman. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. At Tier 1 Urgent Care, performance and efficiency drive our practice. If you have joint pain, back pain, or have sustained a sprain or fracture, come see Tier 1 Urgent Care. Skip the ER and see Dr. Derek Worley. Fellowship trained, board certified in sports medicine. Tier 1 Urgent Care, 335 West Spring Street. Walk in Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 to noon. Performance and efficiency to serve the needs of our growing community. Tier 1 Urgent Care. A proven machine to reduce your mowing time? Count me in. A new Xmark mower costs a whole lot less right now at Gentry's Power Equipment. Spending less money? I'm in. Right now at Gentry's, get your mower with 0% for 48 months. Get a $1,000 instant rebate on the LZE mower. Get $300 on the Quest. Better get moving to Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road in Cookville. See for yourself why the landscape pros trust Xmark mowers 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. Tyler Jeffries, senior for the Upper Indians Band. Tyler, what do you play? Okay. You guys have got a lot of seniors in that clear in that section. What is that like, having that many, uh, you know, seniors? Uh, well, it, it's actually really fun. It's a lot easier to teach new guys. Like, we have two new rookies. Mm-hmm. They're doing really well, and it's a lot easier to teach them. Yeah, even though I am the clarinet section leader, we have Brooklyn, who is the woodwind uh, captain, and then my really good friend Liam. He helps teach because I'm not a very good musician teacher. I'm good at teaching someone how to march, uh, how to play. I- I'm, a- I'm good at playing, but it's hard for me to explain it. Sure. Understandable. What's your favorite memory from the last three years, Tyler? 
Last three years? Oh, man, I was hoping you'd say four because I've, I've been in Penn for a long time. Oh, heck yeah. Give me If you can think of one that far back, I'll take it. Yeah, all right. So it's eighth grade. I think it's October. We have this competition that we go to, and we call it the Smurf Turf competition. <laughs> and it's because the, the turf was blue. Love it. And we did so bad. <laughs> we got dead last. <laughs> okay. And so whenever we, uh, we knew we got dead last. It was a really bad show that time, but uh, we knew that. So it's not like we were mad at each other. We were just like, oh, well, it happened. So what happened was uh, whenever they were calling off names and whenever we were the last ones called, we celebrated. And there was a video of this lady going, oh, no, they think they won. And then after that, we went to the mall, and that's my best memory of marching band of all time because that was the year or that was actually the day that i knew this is this is for me this is what i want to do for the rest of high school and heck i love it heck yeah they thought they won that's fantastic do you want to do it at the next level have you thought about that i have i don't know if it would fit in my well i mean it could fit in my schedule but i don't know if it would fit in my life because I I don't really have a plan, so I'm just gonna try and do what uh, comes naturally, I guess. I th- I'm gonna go to college for two years, get a business degree, and then figure it out from there. And most likely, I probably won't have the the time to do it because I don't know what I want to even spend that time on. Don't know if I want a job uh, right out of school. I probably am, but. Don't know if I want to stay in college for more years. I, I just don't know. But I, I have a slight idea, so probably not. Do you think you'll keep playing even if you're not necessarily oh, in a yeah, band? No. I, I'm definitely going to keep playing. I, I love the clarinet. I, I've been experimenting with a bunch more instruments too. It's just clarinet's my favorite, and I'm totally going to keep playing it. What's your What's your favorite one that you've been experimenting with? Uh, guitar. Guitar is really fun. Uh, I'm not good at it, but it's definitely fun to play. If you could accomplish one thing here in your senior year, whether it's in the band or out of the band, what would it be and why? It would probably be, since there's four seniors in the clarinet section, the one goal that I want is for the rookies to step up and take take the role of just being a leader. I want them to have that courage and that drive to do what I did. Practice here, game day there. You never have any time, so stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice-cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. Mark your calendar and join UCEMC for their 85th annual meeting Saturday, September 9th at Katessa Farms. Come enjoy great door prizes and a sit-down meal. Registration begins at 9 a.m. Business meeting begins at 10 a.m. It's your electric membership co-op. Let your voice be heard. UCEMC's annual meeting Saturday, September 9th at Katessa Farms, 780 Dixon Springs Highway in Riddleton. A delicious meal, great door prizes for registered members, and insight into your co-op. UCEMC. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. W284DR Cookville. WKXDHD3 Monterey. Sports Radio 104.7. 
Hi, this is Marvin Long, your Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. Our area is home to one of the nation's most advanced broadband networks. That's right, Twin Lakes 10-Gig Fiber Optic Network offers the fastest and most reliable broadband service available today. Whether it's for your home or business, our 10-Gig Broadband service is the fastest way to connect. Give me a call today at 931-476-2151 or visit us online at TwinLakes.net. Turn it up to 10-Gig. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Reminding you to call before you dig. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Stand by. Kickoff is next. All right, we are live here from Pat Parker Memorial Field. How's everybody doing? My name is Devin Hoke. I'm here with my color guy, Coach Shanks, here. We just got started in this wonderful football game here between the Upperman Bees and the Macon County Tigers. And we just saw right there, Upperman won the coin toss. They elected to defer. They kicked it off to Macon County. So we have the Macon County Tiger offense on the field first. They got to uh, right around the was that the 31 of their own their own side of the field. 31 yard line. Quarterback number 10 under center. Up and now there's a uh, a stoppage on the field. We've already had uh, on the kickoff Gabe Borders uh, return. I expect him to get the ball often tonight. We've already got one touch. If he doesn't touch the ball 60% of the time tonight for Macon County, it'll be a shock. Absolutely. I'm just trying to figure out what the uh, the referees stopped the play uh, right as Macon County was about to snap the football. It was, excuse me, number eight, quarterback number 18 was the quarterback about to snap that football for Macon County. Seemed like a jersey issue. Official yeah. wanted to make sure you're cleaning things up oh, before the game they, got started. Now they snap the ball, hand off to running back number five. He's going around. He's going around the side. He's gotten 40, 40, 50. Out of bounds at the 40-yard line, but there is a flag on the play. Great run right there, number five. Uh, that is Tyler Gregory. However, uh, Branson Turnbow was being held. It's yeah. pretty clear. We've got a pretty good view for about you know 20 feet from the f- sideline yeah. here. Absolutely. Uh, flag came out immediately. Yeah, absolutely. We are here, uh, you know, kind of close to the Upperman fan base here, and then they definitely uh, let the referees hear that one. And, yes, that that uh, is going back. And i tell you what, though, it is a great night. I mean, we've got some clouds in the sky. The lights are on. we got a bunch of blue, black, and gold. We just had, you just mentioned a second ago, that the uh, the uh, announcing of the players, hype video, they got a board up here. They're doing it right up here in Lafayette, Macon County. 
Oh, absolutely. Beautiful night in Lafayette here. And now here goes Macon County right at their 34-yard line. 30, yeah, 34-yard line. Handed off to number zero. There he goes up the middle. There goes number zero down to about the – he's still fighting, and I think they're going to mark him at the 46-yard line. But, wow, that play continued well after the whistle. It took for Upperman, Clayton Harris, and Cam Bush to get uh, number zero down right there. That was a very tough run. I expect him to run downhill as well. Right now the line for uh, Macon looking pretty strong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a big hole there for, for that kid. They got from the 34 down to right about the four, uh, 46-yard line. So that is a 12-yard run right there. Very powerful run uh, from number zero right there. Brandon Bourne. Brandon Bourne, thank you very much. Very powerful run from Brandon Bourne. Now the team is lining up right there on the 46-yard line. Quarterback under center. Hands it off. Oh, yep, he hands it off to Brandon Bourne again. He's got a lot of space again. That's two, uh, two, two handoffs right there for Brandon Warren. You know, they've got a single wide receiver here uh, going right up the middle in the A-gap. Uh, oh, yeah. Looking like a little uh, uh, uncomfortable right now for Upperman, trying to hold that line. Uh, Macon County doing a good job of opening up that gap. Macon County definitely a very run-heavy team as they've shown in their first two weeks of play. They get it all the way down to what's the 46-yard line now in Upperman territory. Second and two. Yep, second and two. Quarterback number 18 under center. Send number seven in motion. They're going to hand it off to him. There he goes, cutting up field. There goes number seven going down the field. And he's tackled down by number six all the way down. That's Carmine Phillips. That's a great run right there. They've got the wing tee offense from left to right. Put borders in motion. Handoff, he makes a cut upfield, gets through the line, makes one more additional cut once he gets through to the linebackers and just runs away right there. Luckily, uh, Carmine Phillips tracked him down, but after about a 20, 25-yard game. Absolutely. Carmine Phillips, great tackle. But, yes, as you said, Borders, he's a superstar player on this Macon County team. Gets him to around the 15-ish yard, 15 yard line right there. And so a whole new first, first and ten, first new set of downs as the quarterback once again goes under center in this wing tee formation. Hands it off. He hands it off to Warren. Warren, and he's swallowed up at the line. The first, first, first play right there in the red zone for Macon County, uh, and that's the first time they've been stopped by Upperman's front. Uh, only a, a gain of one, if that. Uh, again, let's see three more runs right here for Macon County. Yeah, what, what are you thinking, Coach? You think that could be a confidence booster for this Upperman team? Absolutely. You know, strategy-wise, they probably know exactly what to expect. But here, here you go. You're, you know, 18 yards out. You've got to be a little bit dynamic. Uh, and the wing tee allows for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that looks like a false start there. Looks like there was some early movement. We'll see what the flag is. But, little, yes. Little anxious right there for the, uh, the line. They had uh, one guy in motion and two guys on the ends. Jumped a little early. Uh, again, probably something a little different. Went to the near side from here from right to left. And we've been seeing more outside the box other than that A-gap. Absolutely, yeah. That was a little bit on the left side of the line there. I think about two or three linemen kind of jumped there. Definitely a clear false start, and it was ca uh, called rightfully so. Now a quick, after a quick, quick huddle, Macon County is going back to under center in that wing T formation that we've seen all night so far. Number five in motion. The quarterback drops back to pass. And his receiver, number 18, falls down. Luke Gammon, or Luke Gammon right there uh, has played a little quarterback. Uh, number 20 was your receiver. He went about a, you know, a single wide receiver set to the right, went 10 to 12 yards downfield, tried to get back to the outside uh, portion of the field, 
when he put that uh, left leg into the ground to try to cut, slipped out. Uh, thankfully, ball was thrown with some pace on it. Uh, was unable to be picked right there. And here we go with, I believe it's third and 13. Absolutely, yes, I believe you're right. Luke Gammon back under center again. He's going to snap it. Hand oh, a double reverse handoff. They got it to Gabe Borders, but he is tackled down immediately. That end-around reverse right there from the wing tee, very difficult to see. Uh, Upperman did a great job by staying in their lanes with number four, Cam Bush, uh, swarm tackle. Even though, I tell you what, Borders made a great move to take it from a five-yard loss to only a one-yard loss. Very, very creative to try to go for a double handoff there. What do you think about that move, Coach? And, and obviously, they, they didn't convert on that. Do you think that was probably a little too gutsy of a play call right there? You know, there? that's a very difficult play, but with the wing tee, that's, that's very common. That's, that's something they've practiced a lot, so they probably got a lot of confidence in that play. Uh, just unable, because of the defense on the line right there, able to put the hold on them. All right. The 38 kicks the ball, and it is no good. He pushed it just a little bit. That is Eli Gammon, the place kicker. Pushed it just a little bit down and a little bit to the right. Didn't quite have enough leg on that one. Upperman so. tried to put up a, a strong rush on the right-hand side. They got through the line. Uh, however, that did not affect the kick. It just seemed to be a little bit short. That was a very long kick for a high school kid. Uh, a little short and to the right. Uh, so probably a disappointing uh, red zone for Coach Shoulders in the bunch. Uh, being down on the 18-yard line, first and 10. And so they actually lost yardage uh, throughout that progression. We'll see what now uh, Upperman and Bronston Chaffin brings to the table with their first series. Absolutely. Yeah, Upperman getting right on the field here. And unfortunate for Macon County, really solid opening drive, but they just stalled out right at the end. Now we have the Upperman Bees getting ready to get onto the field. There's number eight quarterback Bronston Chaffin, as you've said. He's been quite the star running the football, don't you think, Coach? Oh, he, I mean, he's been a star along with several stars. He's He's got 32 carries for 191 yards in his two games here. He's got he's 15 for 25 on completed passes for 180 yards. Uh, so he can beat you with his arm and his legs. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a huge threat on the ground. Both these teams have dangerous running teams. And now there is a stoppage, a timeout. Looks a timeout from the Upperman coach he just didn't like what that formation was so upperman high school they take a quick timeout the current score is upperman zero macon county zero here in the first quarter when you're looking for help getting after your goals it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you folks around here have counted on one bank of tennessee for over 120 years being a one bank of tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide because you do one who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. All right, we are we are back. The Upperman Bees out of the timeout. Coach Kane didn't like something he saw there. Had to get a little change in the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. There's Chafin taking the ball and running it immediately. There he goes, breaking a tackle. He's going down the field, down midfield to the 30, to the 20. He's taken down by Borders. 
Number seven takes him down, but Chafin with a huge run down to the Bacon County 20-yard line. Huge gain right there, right up the gut. Uh, broke two tackles once he got through the line of scrimmage. And then if it wasn't for Borders, he's a, he gets six points right there. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Great, great point, Coach. I mean, I'm Chafin, he's a tough guy. As you said, broke a tackle there. What do you think about that physicality? I mean, with his size, a six-foot, 165 sophomore. I mean, six-foot, 165 sophomore. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, if you're trying to take down that, that's one. It just takes multiple people. And so, unfortunately, right there, Megan County didn't have but one. Yeah, and you're thinking, wait, he's a quarterback? No, he has, no, no, he's going to throw it. He's going to throw it to number six on the outside. He's trying to make a move, and he gains about a yard, maybe two yards. They got on the ball pretty quick right there, a little out to the flats in for uh, Carmine Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuttered a little bit, tried to make a couple cuts, got nowhere. Uh, good tackling, good team tackling by Macon County. Yeah, that was that was very effective team tackling there. Yeah, Carmine Phillips, who we've already seen in this game, make a big time defensive play, try to get the playmaker out in off in offensive space. However, now he's heading to the sideline, sub out with number thirteen there, uh, Fitz, who's a fellow sophomore on this offense. Upperman out of the huddle. Six and a half to go right here. Upperman's on the twenty yard line, second and eight. Yep, Chafin is in the shotgun, got his running back, number 21, uh, Polk, right next to him. And now there's a stoppage in play. The referees. Delay game right there. It took too long getting that yeah. play called in, got too long getting that play called to the teammates. And so uh, Polk, the running back, was a little, showed a little frustration after Chaffin showed some major uh, emotion, a big play. So it's one of those games. Emotion is going to take toll. Let's see who can uh, use that to their benefit. Yep, there they go. They hand it off to number 21, Polk there, and he's taken down after just a few yards there, I think down to the, I want to say that's the 23-yard line, so maybe a couple-yard gain there. It is second and eight good, to go now. Good hard run by by uh, Ethan Polk right there. Got low, but number four, Zach Borders, uh, twin to uh, Gabe Borders, got even lower, cut him down right there. Great form tackle. Yeah, sorry, that was – Third and eight, my apologies. I meant to say third and eight now. So the Macon County crowd trying to get loud as Upperman gets ready for what is a big-time third and eight, trying to avoid stalling out as well. Full receiver set here. Snap is low. There goes Schaefer, and he takes off to run. And that is going to be a close spot. Chavin took the ball right there. That's a designed run, four receivers out. So trying to spread the field. Took it up the middle. Three guys were there tackling, but after a seven to eight yard gain. First down for your bees. Absolutely. Chaffin gets the first down. Uh, turned out not to be quite as close as I thought it is on the 11 yard line. First and 10 on the 11, which is always a very interesting situation, coach, because that means you can pick up the first down still. This isn't first and goal. You can get on the one yard line and still have another whole set of downs. You're just trying to see, you're seeing two different dynamic offenses here. You got the wing tee for Megan County and you got the spread offense for upper men. And so it's kind of fun to watch if you're a spectator. Absolutely. Here's Ch- Chaffin in the shotgun, hands it off. Eddie. Oh, there goes Paul. And he broke one tackle, but then once Borders, number seven, got his hands on him, he wasn't going to get beyond that. But, yeah, Polk, strong running there, even though that didn't gain a whole lot. Got hit right at the line of scrimmage, still able to gain one yard, though. 65, Isaiah Case from Macon County met him three yards deep in the backfield. Uh, for Upperman, Polk, great move to at least spin off of him and to get positive yards. 
but that was that was an excellent play to get behind the line of scrimmage by Isaiah Cates in Macon County. Absolutely, and now Chaffin goes back with his team with a quick huddle. And uh, stoppage on the field. Yep, another stoppage. Not sure what the stoppage is, Coach. Same player. Jackson Rollins coming off the field. Uh, officials trying to, for some reason, either clean it up uh, as far as jerseys, uniforms, whatever it may be. Uh, we'll find out later. Absolutely, Walt. Two uh, receivers wide here, one running back set. Absolutely. They send Polk out, and it is a screen pass to Polk, and he drops the ball there. So now it'll be yet another Third and eight on this drive. Chaffin trying to in, put Polk in motion from right to left away from us here. Get him behind his two receivers for a, a running back screen play. Uh, not a bad play set up. Had blockers in front. Polk probably tried to run with the ball just a little bit too quick. Ball went right through his hands on the numbers on the, on the far side of the field. And here we go with a third and eight on about the nine-yard line. Same, same thing is happening right now for Upperman. What happened to Macon County in the red zone? Absolutely. You got two evenly matched teams. So let's throw this now Chaffin. He's got the ball. He's going to throw it. And he hits his guy, number four. And he's taken Good down play. short of the end zone. Chaffin rolled to his right, got to that near side hash, threw it to Cam Bush, caught at the one-yard line. We're going to see right here, just like you mentioned, mm -hmm. is that going to be enough for a first down, or are they going to have to – make a decision on going for it fourth down or kick that short field goal. We got a official's timeout. They're going to pull the chain gang out. Absolutely. Yeah, because that is very, very close. Can't decide whether it's on the one or the two, whether it's technically a first down. This is going to be a huge, huge call right here. And then Upperman, depending on what this is, they're going to have a decision to make. I think the decision's already going. Uh, mm -hmm. With Coach Adam Kane in his uh, sixth year here at Upperman, I feel like he's very aggressive. Uh, if he gets up, if he's a little bit short, He's probably going to go, hey, if we give up, they got to go 99 yards. If we get this, we're in the end zone. You kick three points on the half-yard line, that's that's not confidence for your old line to say, hey, we don't have confidence in you to get one half-yard. Wow, yeah, this is – they're going to measure this again. I mean, this is this is close. It's close. fourth down. They, they came up short. They're spotting the ball. You're within a ball length of a first yeah. down. But if you get two ball lengths, you're in the end zone. Exactly. Yeah, that, that literally, that must be like, it's practically like centimeters. It is so close. But here goes Upperman up to the line, fourth and inches. I bet Coach Kane wishes he had a, a sophomore 186-foot quarterback out here who could just punch it in. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Good point. If only he had that. Fortunately for him, he does. It seems like he is in the shotgun for the moment. Megan County kind of jumped a little bit. They were hoping they drew them off sides. They did not approach the neutral zone. Chaffin looked to change the plays. 11 seconds to go on the play clock. Here goes Chaffin, and he hands it off to Polk, and he is He's down. Stopped. He's down. Now it just depends on if it's going to be a first and 10 or if it's going to be turnover on downs. That is a huge stop. I, I believe that is a first and 10 for Macon County. No, they, they, they did not get it. Official just gave the sign. That was a stop play right there. Macon County ball first down on the one. That is incredible defense. Now, Coach, we were just talking about Chaffin as a quarterback running it. Do you think that the coach should have just gone with his big 160-pound quarterback? 
Hey, with Ethan Falk right there, a hard-nosed runner, uh, tried to go over the top, but you got to give it to the uh, Macon County linebackers. They met him in the air. That's a play right there you love to see in high school football. That was fun. That uh, was incredible, incredible defense. Now, you got to be careful here if you're uh, Macon County's offense. Wing T, they're going to run the ball. They're on the half-yard line. Anything, a little trickery, you could be uh, set yourself up for a uh, safety. Absolutely. There they go. There goes number seven. Borders down the field. And he's still spinning down the field. Upperman trying to take him down. A whole gang of tacklers. Get him all the way down to close to the 30. I think that's about the 28-yard line. That's about a 27-yard run for Borders. Incredible running there. Wing T again going put Borders, uh, number seven Borders, in motion from left to right. Had a head of steam. Went through the line, went, went on the end right there, got upfield. If it wasn't for Jackson Rollins, he did a great job getting his hands on him. Took him another five yards to spin him down until he got some help on his defense. Absolutely. My mistake. First and ten on the 23-yard line. And there Big hit. Big tackle, hit. Number 56. 56 right there. That's, a, that's Ian Cox. Came in through there and got him in the backfield. Great, great athleticism there. Absolutely, Coach. A a absolutely. Now it's going to be second and about 12 on the 21-yard line for Macon County. Still great to give themselves some breathing room there. Now they come out of the huddle and got a one-receiver set, wing tee. Yep. And Gannon hands it off, and he's swarmed. Number eight, Brandon, Braden Warren, excuse me, gets taken down in the backfield. This Upperman defense really stepping up strong here after giving up that big run early. Linebacker Walter Kane came through the line right there. Got him for a loss. He leads the team in tackles with two weeks in with about 15. So uh, a guy you're going to call his number 36 often this game on defense. Yeah, 36, an absolute superstar, a monster in the backfield. Now it's third and, 10, uh, third and 12 on the 21-yard line, two minutes to go in the first quarter. And here goes Gannon under center. Ball start. I saw it over here. Number four was getting moved around. It looks like Borders, who is the running back, is is calling the plays here. Kind of your team captain there, telling guys where to be. Told number four slide in off the off the tight end there, and he just jumped just a little bit early. Probably a pass play, so he's a little anxious. Absolutely, that's that's a fantastic uh, point, Coach Shanks. Uh, yeah, it seemed like they just got a little bit antsy there. It is a third and long, so that doesn't help. Now it's a third and even longer, third and 17 now. minute and a half to go in the first quarter here. Absolutely, and when you're deep in your own territory and third and long, the nerves could definitely be feeling for Macon County. Now they'll have to try to come up with something big here to keep this drive going. Again, a one-receiver set to the near side, man in motion. All right, here goes Gannon. He draws back to pass. And he throws it over the head of number five, Tyler Gregory, who's trying to come out of the backfield. To be honest, though, I think if he caught it, probably wouldn't have got a whole lot anyways. But still, it's fourth and 17 ball on the 16-yard line. Macon County going to have to punt it back to the Upperman Bees. Going for a little bit of a wheel route right there, sending the near side receiver up the field to try to draw the, the defenders and then let the running back get up underneath them and try to go down the sideline. Looked like Gregory tried to turn around and face the ball instead of just continue to run towards the sideline and try to catch it over his shoulder. Uh, play was not there. Now you're punting. Absolutely, yeah. We've seen some great defense early on. That punt is not going to go terribly far. Gets past the 50. 
It takes a fortunate Macon County bounce, goes all the way down to the 40-yard line. So still not bad field position for Upperman, but definitely could have been uh, a lot better without that fortunate bounce there. Yeah, you're hoping right there if you're an Upperman, you can kind of catch that ball in the air. You're going to save 15 yards because of the fortunate bounce. Uh, but if you're Macon County, you, you started on the one-yard line, you, you gained about 25, 30 yards, and you're able to, to switch the field. Uh, it, if not all the way to the one-yard line, at least to the 35 in taller position. So uh, Coach Shoulders has to be at least pleased with not making a mistake and gaining and just putting the pressure back on Upperman's defense. All right, what do you think the coach's message is to this Upperman team after that big stop? I, get it to your athletes. Coach Kane's going to do a good job of trying to get it to the guys out in space right now. Let's see which one he picks. Here goes Bronson Schaffen. Gets it to one of those Jackson athletes, Rollins. number 21, Jackson Rollins. Taken down for a minimal gain. Gets it, uh, actually, oh, no, it's Five-yard gain. Yeah, it's a five-yard five gain there. End around, Jackson Rollins starting on the far side of the hash. Comes across the quarterback, receives the handoff, comes around the end, gets up the line uh, in a stretch play, and that's what Coach came. One of your best athletes coming off an injury last season and a tremendous season as a sophomore. So here's a senior. He's ready to uh, reprove himself. He feels like he's 100%. Coach Kane uh, made a comment earlier to me that, hey, he feels he looks like he's the same old Jackson Rollins. And so that's got to be very promising to uh, Coach Kane and his staff. Absolutely. Jackson Rollins, five foot nine, 175 pounds. Got a four-yard gain there. Now here goes Schaffin. Going to throw it to number six, who's, and he breaks the tackle. And he's still on his feet. Wow. Still on his feet. That was some powerful running from Carmine Phillips, who's made a couple of nice plays here. Still just a little bit short of the first down. I believe it's going to be third and two, if I'm not mistaken. Such a hard runner out there. Catch with about three, four yards positive, and then tries to run through about five Macon County defenders. Uh, ran out of bounds was the only thing that stopped him because he was able to do so. And that's the hard-nosed running that Coach Kane implements in his uh, offense and defense. He's just he wants to be more physical as a team than the other team, uh, and that's hopefully uh, they can take their coach's mindset with them on the field. Absolutely, it was actually only a one-yard gain because Phillips stepped out of bounds. The only thing that stopped him. Third and five. Chaffin hands off to his running back, and he's swallowed up at the line of scrimmage. Macon County's defense comes up with another huge stop up the middle. Solid stop right there. On your offensive line, you got uh, Grigg, you got Smith, Cates, and Slatton. Those those four guys seem to be a uh, a pivotal uh, on the line right there for that moment. They got one yard uh, and no gain. Now it's fourth down as the quarter ends. Absolutely, this is the end of the first counter uh, first quarter here at Pat Parker Memorial Field. The Upperman Bees zero, the Macon County Tigers zero. Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson, across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one -on -one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why the property company is different. 
teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The Property Company, proud supporters of our local athletes. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Starting the second quarter, it's a fourth and three for Upperman, uh, Upperman High School, and it is zero to zero, still some big defensive stops. I mean, a lot of great athletes out there on the field, some big size in this Region 4 matchup. Uh, it, I think it's 50-50 as far as time of possession, Macon County doing, you know, keeping things on the ground. Uh, Upperman trying to be a little more balanced offense, both having some success, both uh, being stopped by the defense. And so we're just going to uh, – both coaches – Probably a little frustrated, uh, but, hey, that's football in the Upper Cumberland. Absolutely. If, if you're playing a big-time game and a, both, both coaches are trying to play the chess match, right now it's a chess match for field position as number 11 punches it away for Upperman, and it is out of bounds. It looks like it'll be at around the 30-yard line for Macon County. Punter catches the ball, you know, Australian soccer style. Rolls to his right, gets about three to four steps, uh, kicks it end over end. Uh, did not get the spiral. Probably kicked it out of bounds a little too soon. However, number seven border is waiting for the ball. I wouldn't kick to him either. Absolutely. Great point, Coach. And, yes, you're right. It seems like that Australian rugby-style kicking definitely has taken over the entire nation of the USA. I've seen it now in the NFL, college football, and it's taken over the high school game as well. So that's a fantastic point. Now here it goes, Macon County out of the huddle. First time all night I've seen a two wide receiver set for your Tigers. Absolutely. And it looks like number 18 is going to keep it. There goes Gannon, and he drags a couple of defenders down to the 45-yard line, but there is a flag on the play. Great play design setup with Gannon following uh, Gregory right there. Unfortunately, they, they isolated to the near side here. Uh, two versus two, and that's what you want because I feel like he was about to cut that upfield and get some distance, but the reason they were able to get two on two was one person was holding and uh, limiting uh, limiting one guy to be able to get out to the, to the flats. Definitely makes things a lot easier if you're committing penalties to get in space, that is for sure, Coach. Yeah, but Luke Gammon, though, I mean, he was showing some powerful, powerful running there. And that's one thing uh, Coach Shoulders talked to me earlier in the week was their first game, I feel, he said they had 200-plus yards of penalties. And that was one major thing. Of course, that's week one, but that's one major thing he addressed in the next two weeks leading up to this game was more disciplined approach and eliminate some of those uh, costly penalties. Yeah, here goes Luke Gammon back in the shotgun. He's got Borders behind him. Gammon hands off to Borders, and he's met immediately. Fights forward, still gets stood up by number nine of Upperman High School. That is Clayton Harris stood standing up. Borders there. Meets him right there. Borders showing some tough running, but still not a whole lot going here for Macon County. Borders was able to get away from the first tackle, which is amazing. I mean, the, the moves he's doing to get away, but by the time he got that split second away from the, other, the first defender, you've got a guy like Clayton Harris who's, who's a, a collegiate player. That, I mean, you're not going to get away from him very often. Yeah, Clayton Harris clearly a leader uh, physically on this defense here. Now it is second and 14 ball on the 28th yard line as Macon County trying to get some rhythm going. Two Gammon. receiver set. And, and there is, I believe, a timeout perhaps. 
Yeah, they, they making Kenny look like they were getting rushed on offense right there. Uh, Coach Shoulders did not uh, like what he saw, and so he was going to make it, you know, call a timeout and get his team under control. All right, Macon County timeout. Right now we're at 10.46 left in the second quarter. It is still Upperman 0 and Macon County 0. A proven machine to reduce your mowing time? Count me in. A new Xmark mower costs a whole lot less right now at Gentry's Power Equipment. Spending less money? I'm in. Right now at Gentry's, get your mower with 0% for 48 months. Get a $1,000 instant rebate on the LZE mower. Get $300 on the Quest. Better get moving to Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road in Cookville. See for yourself why the landscape pros trust Xmark mowers 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. Right, we are back here at Pat Parker Memorial Field. 10.46 remaining in the second quarter. It is still a scoreless game. Defense has definitely been the storyline here. Multiple defensive stops, right, Coach? I, I feel like both teams are well prepared for this. Uh, first thing, they know the opponent. Big game from last year. And so they're, they're, they're well ready for this team. Here goes Gammon in the shotgun. Got borders next to him. Gammon hands off to Borders, making a couple up field, but he's tackled immediately by number four. Number four, Cam Bush, gets him immediately. It's a third down. Huge, huge solo tackle right there. If he doesn't get that tackle, Borders is down the sideline. It could be six, could be for 50 more yards. But if he doesn't get him right there, I'm telling you that Borders is willing to break another one. We've seen him break one already in this first quarter. Uh, outstanding athlete. Absolutely right, Coach. And instead of going all the way for six, it's instead no gain right at the line of scrimmage. Third and 14 now, approaching 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Ball still on the 28-yard line. Megan County going back with this uh, two-receiver set in the wing tee. Gives him a little more flexibility on the whip. Here goes Gammon back to pass. Throws it to Borders. He makes the catch. Tries to make a cut. Going up field. He's tackled down. Definitely well shy of the first down. Get the ball to your athlete out in space. He makes one good juke move to get elude one upperman B. Walter Kane, uh, Walter Kane comes in flying and makes a great one-on-one uh, -on -one tackle right there to uh, limit the uh, gain of yards. Absolutely. Great tackling there. Borders only able to pick up five yards. Amazing he picked up that much thanks to that fantastic juke move. However, it's fourth and nine. Ball in the 33, so of course Macon County is going to send the punter out. Punt this one away. Here he goes back to punt. Good punt. Yep, very good. And Upperman catches it. Jackson oh, Hollins. Jackson Hollins making a move. He goes down the field. And Jackson Rollins down to the Macon County 35-yard line. Fantastic field position for the Upperman Bees. Great setup play. Well kicked ball. A lot of hang time. Uh, Rollins catches the ball. Gets to the left side of the field. Had blockers there. The punter for Macon County had to get on a tackle to, to stop that at a 35-yard game. Absolutely right, Coach. Yeah, and, and this has been a field position battle so far. Defensive game. 9.05 remaining left in the second quarter. It is a 0-0 game still because it's just been a field position battle. But here goes Chaffin for the first time in this second quarter. Macon was hoping to switch the field position. That return did not allow that. Absolutely. Oh, bad snap. Chaffin has to pick it up off the turf. And he manages to gain a little bit, minimal gain. I believe that's about a gain of two yards there. Yeah, that was a design play to the left side of the line, about the C line. Uh, was unable to uh, 
field the snap cleanly, took it on his own right up the gut to the B gap on the right-hand side, gained three or four yards, and not a bad play for a broken play. Absolutely, Chaffin was able to make something happen, and now there's a flag on the field. Uh, Coach, did you see what that flag could possibly be? Uh, there was some uh, extracurricular there. The guys probably explaining to one another how much they appreciate how much of an effort they've been giving all night. And so Megan County decided that uh, 15 yards was a little gift wrap here for Epperman, as Coach Shoulders is probably letting uh, his linebacker understand that he's not to do that again. Absolutely. I mean, that is a huge, huge penalty. Big, big gain of yardage for essentially what was, as we said, a broken play for Upperman. So That puts them in the red zone. Upperman's been here one time before. Megan County bowed their back and, and held the line. Uh, it, let's see what kind of momentum defensively Megan County can uh, replicate here. Absolutely. That was an epic stop for the Tigers earlier on a fourth and one. Now it is first and ten on the 18-yard line for Upperman Schaffen. Hands the ball off to his running back, who is stopped immediately right at the line of scrimmage. Upperman came out in the old wing tee themselves, so they probably seen some things on film, decided to, hey, you guys can do the wing tee, so can we. Number 11 right there, uh, Jalaric Cullum, got a couple yards on the left-hand side. Absolutely, absolutely, Coach. Yeah, it's, it seemed like they were trying to take a page out of Macon County's playbook. Managed to pick up a few yards there, second and seven on the 15-yard line. Here with approaching eight minutes to go in the second quarter. A score here would be absolutely huge for momentum considering the defense we've seen in this game. Got a running back in the backfield and two receivers to the right. Here goes Schaffen handing it off to number 11. Cuts right up the middle for a very, very solid gain. Gets past the 10-yard line. I believe he's down at around the 8-yard line, I believe. I believe that's right. Number number 10, Ty Young from Macon County made a touchdown-saving tackle in the middle. Great solo one-on-one tackle that uh, kept Jaleric Cullum from the end zone. Absolutely. Jaleric Cullum making some really nice plays here. And, uh, yes, it is now third and two on the 10-yard line. I believe he had gotten just past the 10 for first down, but not quite. Cullum is still in the backfield. Now they motion him to the left side, going from right to left. Here goes Schaffin, design quarterback, run, and it looks like he has stopped just shy of a first down. Maybe picked up maybe a yard there, if that's. You're right, that was a design run the whole way. Uh, get your tight end, get your running back in front of the quarterback. Uh, but I felt like right there, Macon County and Coach Shoulders have done their homework, seen the film, and were able to stop that at a one-yard gain, which now brings up fourth and one. Absolutely. And, and we've seen this situation already in this game, and Macon County was able to stand tall. Now we get to see what adjustments Upperman tries to make on this fourth and short attempt. It is a fourth and two with about 6.30 remaining in the second quarter. And it looks like there is a timeout taken. Timeout Upperman, I believe. Second, fourth down play. Coach Kane wants to make sure with his coaching staff and his players that they've got everything lined up the way they want. Uh, huge, huge opportunity here. All right, absolutely. I'm Devin Hoke. I'm here with Coach Shanks here. There's 6.29 remaining in the second quarter, fourth and two to go. Another big decision for Upperman as right now it is Upperman zero, Macon County zero. 
Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. All right, all right, we are back here in beautiful Lafayette, Tennessee, here at Pat Parker Memorial Field. I'm Devin Hoke here with Coach Shanks. We have Upperman, six, 20, six minutes and 29 seconds left. Fourth and two, Schaffin hands it. Uh, Pop of the middle, wow, big run, big run, still, still going. going. The, oh my they're goodness, pushing it. Still going, they're pushing the pile down wow. to the one-yard line. My goodness. Sorry, I lost the ball there for a second. I thought he handed it off to his receiver, but no, they went right up the middle. Got down very close to the goal line there, and Macon County stood him up, but still a huge first down for Upperman. Hand off to number 21, Pot, one of your hardest runners on the team, if not the hardest runner on this field. Uh, gets probably the initially the one to two yards, and then next thing you know, you got, uh, I believe it was, you had uh, Jaleric Colum and a few others mm-hmm. pushing him, uh, Clayton Harris pushing him, in the huddle for another four to five yards, almost into the end zone. Absolutely. They did not want to get stopped on fourth down again. It's already happened once this game. Now it's first and goal from the two-yard line. Here goes Chaffin, handing it off to number one, and he's in the end zone. Jackson Rollins, Upperman, touchdown. Man, big-time play right there before to get to that uh, jet sweep right there with Jack, your athlete, Jackson Rollins, number one, coming from right to left. Handoff from Bronson Chaffin, wide open, off the end route, walked in. That's that's a big-time play to get the first score on the board. Walked in is right. Upperman won the line of scrimmage on that battle. The offensive line probably feeling very good after that previous play where they pushed the pile. Now here goes number 14 to attempt the extra point here. This is Sebastian uh, Stanfill, and he makes the extra point. Stanfill with the extra point. Jackson Rollins with the rushing touchdown. And now with five minutes and 45 seconds left in the second quarter, we have our first score. The Upperman Bees, seven, and the Macon County Tigers, zero. It's football time in Tennessee, and Twin Lakes Fiber Internet is here to take your game day experience to the next level. With a dedicated connection and lightning fast speeds of up to 10 gig, you can connect as many devices as you'd like and celebrate your favorite team without any interruptions. So don't let your streaming game fumble this fall. Visit TwinLakes.net or call 800-644-8582 to touch down your online experience today. We are back here in beautiful Lafayette, Tennessee. What a lovely evening this is, Coach. I'm Devin Hope here with my partner, Coach Shanks here. What an incredible game we've seen. We just saw Upperman score their first touchdown of the game. Jackson Rollins on the handoff and is 7 to nothing with 545 remaining in favor of Upperman as, as, uh, as, as Stanfill is about to kick it off back to the Macon County Tigers. You knew this was going to be a slugfest. Uh, you know, smash mouth football. Upperman very pleased to get first blood, but don't hesitate to say, you know, give Borders the ball, and they could also do the same. Absolutely. Borders catches the ball off of the kickoff, and he makes a man miss, and he gets down to about the 30-yard line. So pretty solid field position for Macon County. Gabe Borders is going to do that all night. Has done that in the first quarter. Uh, I mean, Macon guys miss. The first tackler is not getting to him. 
that first cut, he's allowing himself to get up the field. Uh, it's, it's taken a gang tackle by Upperman Bees to be able to bring him down, and they're going to have to continue to do that because it's not going to take but one missed tackle to allow him to get in the end zone. Absolutely. I just wanted to remind everybody. Or actually, you know what? No, we're, we're going to go right into the play here as, as Macon County is coming out of the huddle, and they're going back to that wing T formation. Handed off up the middle. Huge play there for the Macon County Tigers. They get to about the 35-yard line, 36-yard uh, line for a six-yard gain. Number five, Gregory up the middle on a little halfback or a fullback dive. Uh, looked like Jackson Rollins, a free safety, came in, uh, cut his legs out from under him for only a seven-yard gain. Yeah, Macon County is trying to hurry up fast here. It's second and three, ball on the 36-yard line. Approaching five minutes left to play in the first half. Hand it off, and that goes up the middle for close to a first down. Tried to hit that uh, A-gap right there. Number that's, Zero uh, there. That's Braden Warren. Got to the line, made a little sidestep, but it looked like number uh, 60 for Upperman. If I'm not mistaken, well, Whoever the nose tackle right there, 62, was able to get, you know, come away right there. Evan Briggs, big fella in the middle, was able to hold on to his arm and the ball, almost ripping it out, stopping for a one-yard game. Yes, and now. Third and one. Yep, Gammon goes under center. Going to hand it off to number five again, and he's met right at the line of scrimmage. And he's going to be close. Going to be close. Gregory off that left edge. You had Walter Kane coming up the middle, held Gregory but it looks like he got just enough for a first down. Good hard run right there by Gregory to get that Macon County first down. I don't know about that. That seems like a favorable spot, but they are giving him the first down there. It's going to be first and 10, ball on the 39-yard line, approaching four minutes left to play in the second quarter. Very good, very tough running from Braden Warren. Quick to the line. Absolutely, they're hurrying up quick. Luke Gammon under center, and he hands it to Borders. Borders. Spin move. Absolutely, and he's taking Swarm. And Upperman's done a great job by swarming to borders. Everybody is aware of what he's uh, capable of. Tried to get on the right-hand side of the line right there. They're, they're pushing the pace of this wing tee run offense. Coach Shoulders and the staff trying to tire down uh, Upperman with that heavy run game. Absolutely. Well, this is what bees do, Coach. They swarm, and, and that is and that is exactly what this team is exemplifying, their mascot there on that play. Now here goes Gammon back under center as usual. Warren in the backfield. They send, and they send number five in motion, but he's stood up. Number five there gets stood up. That is Tyler Gregory, who's been an effective runner throughout this game. And it looks like a tackle for a loss there. Maybe he just got back to the line to scrimmage. It's third and seven with, on the 42-yard line. Man, Ramsey Snook right there, linebacker. It must have been blitzing because he read that immediately. They went from right to left with that end around. And Ramsey Snook met Gregory in the backfield and just took him down 1v1. Tremendous tackle by Snook right there to loss of five yards. Absolutely great play there. It's now third and eight. Ball on the 42-yard line, 240 remaining. 
Gammon. Reverse. And he reverses it to Borders. Borders has some space, but he's taken down right at the 45-yard line. So that is going to be short of a first down, about five yards short. Man, there's that wing T reversed. It is so dangerous. Uh, got the ball to Borders, went to the left, reversed it back to the field to the right. He eludes, again, one uh, guy in the backfield, gets upfield, Evan Briggs right there to eliminate just a uh, two-yard gain, which now brings up a fourth and six. Absolutely, yes, it is fourth and five here down at the 45-yard line. And Macon County it. might go for it. They might try to draw Upperman off sides, or they're going to go for it. And they send two guys in motion. Yep. And, yes, Gammon. That's what they were trying to do. Oh, oh snap, oh, snap, ball's on the ground. It. The ball is on the ground. The ball is on the turf. The center snap Either, the doesn't ball. matter who has the ball at this point. If they're calling that a play, they did not gain the yards. And, yes, that is a huge mistake. The center snapped the ball as Gammon was trying to call a timeout. Turnover for the Upperman Bees, as they will now have the ball in Macon County territory at around the 45-yard line. A huge mistake for yeah. the Macon County Tigers. Mental mistake, mental breakdown right there. You can see Coach Shoulders on the sideline. They were hoping that they had number nine, uh, Clayton Harris with a jump as they move two, uh, two tight ends to the other side of, and a little bit of a trick play to draw, draw them off. And then it seemed like they were walking up to the line of scrimmage to either change the play or maybe call a timeout. Uh, center snaps it. Ball's on the ground. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we have Chaffin back in the play in the shotgun with Polk next to him. Chaffin snaps the ball, looks at number six. No, he's going to throw it deep to number 10, and he's got it, and he's taken down. That is Branson Turnbull down the field. Great job right there by the offensive line of Upperman, giving Chaffin time, a three-step drop, turns and looks, hits Branson Turnbull with a 20-yard crossing route, 20-yard post route, split the two defenders, the, the DB and the free safety, makes one guy miss, gains another 10 yards. Uh, luckily for the uh, the one defender remaining for Macon County to uh, stop him there. Otherwise, he's got six. Absolutely. Turnbow gets to the 16-yard line. Best throw we've seen from Schaffen tonight. That was a beautiful play by the uh, Upperman quarterback. Now Schaffen sends his guy in motion, number six. Now he hands it off to Polk, and Polk gains a few yards there on the play. Another hard run. Another hard run, but number 65 for Macon County was able to hang on to his ankles, get him for minimal gain. Absolutely. Ethan Polk uh, only able to gain three yards on that play. It is second and seven as we are under a minute remaining now. So Upperman, you know, they've got time, but, you know, not a whole lot of time. Maybe want to hurry with some tempo here. And Schaffin takes it. Rolls left. Got a man open. Hey, touchdown. Cam Bush to the edge right there. Cam Bush to the edge. Chaffin rolls from right to left. You've only got 40 seconds. Clock is running. He throws it on his back shoulder. Cam Bush breaks one tackle, gets to the pylon, and gets a second score on the board. Absolutely. And, and now, wait a second. We might have to see, uh, you know, there's an injured player down, and unfortunately, number 62. I'm not exactly sure what happens there. Uh, but, yes, that is Evan Briggs, a uh, big-time offensive lineman for Upperman football. He is down uh, on the turf there at around the um, Briggs was on the uh, Briggs was on the right side of the line right there as as Chaffin rolls from right to left side of the hash. Uh, so that play was on the back side. So he's on the back side block. Uh, unfortunate went down right there. Let's just hope for the best. Absolutely, uh, it looks like he is getting to his feet. Fortunately. Yes, Briggs is now on. He's being 
helped off the field, but fortunately he is was able to get back to his feet. Um, and now he's being helped to the sidelines. Seems doubtful uh, at this moment that he would uh, return in the game. They what? did call that a touchdown there just to make sure Cam Bush with the receiving touchdown, 40 seconds remaining. So now they will attempt another extra point for Stanfield. Hey, let's go back to that little offensive series right there. From the turnover of downs on the bad snap at the midfield, they get one pass play over the middle for 30-something yards. They they come back on a quick uh, setup on offense with time running out with 40 seconds, hit Cam Bush. I mean, they scored like that. Yeah, that was a beautiful, beautiful offensive series right there. There's Stanfield. Makes the extra point. So now the tide seeming to turn a little bit here. Upperman High School is up 14 to nothing with 40 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Is Upperman High School 14, Macon County 0. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Back here, beautiful, beautiful Lafayette, Tennessee. Just wanted to remind everybody that a wrap-up of this game and all the Friday night action is going to be Saturday morning at 9, live from Chick-fil-A, the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, live on Rock 93.7. All right, we just saw Upperman score yet another touchdown. Cam Bush on the pass from uh, Chafin and and, and or Chaffin, excuse me, and, and what an amazing offensive series we talked about already. Turnbow with the huge 30-plus uh, yard play. Now Stanfield is ready to kick it off. Coach Borders again speaking to trying to clean a few things up on discipline and penalties. Unfortunate play right there for the bad snap at midfield that gave Upperman a chance to score right there. Yeah, now it is number zero that fields it there, and he's moving up the field, gets close to the 40-yard line, but is actually going to be at around the 37, 38-yard line there for Macon County. Running back, uh, Braden Warren received the ball right there, about the 25, 30-yard line. Uh, again, kicking it away from gate borders, which is what everybody in the state would do. Uh, try to make someone else beat you. You've got 34 seconds here to find it to your playmaker. So upper mini that has to be in that prevent or, you know, staring down number seven to not allow him to get the ball. But they can't forget about the guys like Gregory and and Warren, both playmakers. Absolutely, be interesting to see what Macon County does with about 34 seconds remaining. Gammon under center. Sends Borders in motion, hands it off to him. There he goes, a cut upfield, a stiff arm, and he's out at a round. And then, oh, now there's some uh, un- potentially a late hit out of bounds there. Yeah, you, and, can't, and, you can't do that right there. Uh, you got it to Borders, makes one guy miss, breaks a second tackle, gets upfield. Uh, 21 was able to get over there, uh, Pock, and, and push him, force him out of bounds about the 45, 46. Upperman's 45-yard line. And then you got tight quarters over here on the sideline anyway, and he's about two steps off the line. And and Pock's got to let up. He's got to know better because now you're putting Macon County in position on the 30-yard line 
to do something with 26 seconds to go. Exactly. That, we've seen some huge penalties in this game. Macon County committed an unsportsmanlike penalty earlier. That was huge. Now Upperman, a big-time penalty. Macon County now is going to be on the 31-yard line with 26, about 27 seconds remaining. Luke Gammon, first and 10, under center, sends Borders in motion, pitches it back Pass. to him. It's going to be a trick play. Borders pump fake. Borders moving up the field, and Borders is taken down at around the 25-yard line. Clock is rolling now. Of course, Macon County takes a timeout. 17 and a half seconds remaining. Man, that play was set up very well for Macon County. They went wing T, left to right. Borders has the ball. Well, guess who he's looking for? Twin brother in the end zone. Uh, you know, luckily for Upperman, they had someone covered. Uh, Gabe decided to hold the ball. Got a ten-yard gain, or about a seven-yard gain. Uh, made two or three guys miss. But what Coach Shoulders wanted right there was that guy going to the corner of the end zone. Upperman had probably seen some film on something. Stayed home. Absolutely. What a what a beautiful play designed by Macon County there. But as you said, Upperman came with the big defensive play. Fortunately for Borders, he was able to. Make something out of nothing there as the play broke down. Got six yards, second and four ball on the 25-yard line with 17 and a half seconds remaining. 14 to nothing. A score here uh, for Macon County, regardless, will be huge. You got to remember too, with the you know with the high school football and a heavy run offense with Macon, they're not going to have a lot of stoppages play. This is a, a quick quarter, a quick half. Everything they're going to do is going to be between the lines, and so they've got to get on the ball and you know either spike it or call a timeout. Uh, with 17 seconds to go, uh, with one timeout left, they've got about two plays, maybe three if they can get out of bounds. But typically, their offense is going right up the gut. Absolutely, that's a great point. With this type of offense, it's great if you have the lead in the game, but yes, very difficult if you're trying to make a comeback. Let's see what Macon County can pull off here. Gammon under center. Sends Borders in motion, fakes the handoff, pump fake, Borders, Bumble. he struggles the ball, Scoop. it's scooped up by number 53, 53 is taken down by number 54, wow. Upperman with a huge defensive play. Man, that was a great play, great play right there by uh, number 53 God. there. 53, Elijah Bullock. Tried to scoop a score right there. Ian Cox coming off the end right there. Pressure of the quarterback. It was a design pass play. Trying to get it out over the top. Forced the fumble. Bullock picks the ball up. Gains, you know, holds on. One guy's on his shoulder. Gains another 10, 15 yards. And now they've got seven seconds with the ball at the 45-yard line of Macon County. Let's see what they're going to do here. Absolutely. That was a massive, massive play. And, and Eli Bullock able to pick it up there. Unfortunately, we got a flag on the field. So there looks like there is a a sportsmanlike on the defense, Upperman. Absolutely. That is a really uh, frustrating or, excuse me, for the Not unsportsmanlike. That's going to be a illegal participation potentially. Must oh have too many guys. Yes, yes. They're, they're keeping Macon County's offense on the field here. Macon County's offense is still on the field. The Upperman defense is on the field. So this might turn out to be a really costly penalty. They currently have 7.1 seconds left on the clock. The referee's trying to sort this out, but uh, depending on what this penalty is, uh, could be a, a, a huge one. Uh, excuse me, wait, hold on. Now they've... they've. It's going to be... Sorry, yes. They've, unsportsmanlike they've, is what it was. Unsportsmanlike so penalty. Upper men received the ball. Unsportsmanlike conduct took them back 15 yards. They've got the ball seven, going down for a knee right here yeah. too uh, with six seconds. Absolutely, yes. The smart play for Chaffin there. To me, yeah, a lot of a lot of confusion there uh, on my part. That's my mistake. But we are getting to the end 
of the first half here, and the Upperman, Upperman Bees are now uh, are now up 14 to nothing at halftime. Hey, real quick before we go to break, I mean, that 14 to nothing at the half right there, that was a huge play because Macon County had some momentum to get into the end zone. Uh, you know, defense on that line from uh, from Bullock and, uh, and Cox right there able to disrupt a moving offense. Uh, and Coach Kane has to be happy, even though they had a 15-yard penalty, to take that ball away from a turnover right there to eliminate Macon County to trying to take this to a 14-7 game instead of what we currently have, a 14-0 game. All right, yeah, it is 14 to nothing. The Upperman Bees on the road against the Macon County Tigers here at Pat Parker Memorial Field. We're going to head to halftime, and, and I'm Devin Hoke. I'm here with Coach Shanks. We will be back in a little bit for the Frontier Chevrolet Scoreboard Tier 1 halftime report. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight's game sponsored by Cookville Regional. State-of-the-art care right here at home. Cookville Regional, it's the way we care. By the property company, the home you've always wanted. Your family's special place. Let the property company go to work for your dream. On the way, Jackson Street at Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. It's on the way by One Bank and by AL Plumbing. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Who has time for a turnover when the toilets are overflowing? Call AL Plumbing and get the job done right. The owner shows up at every call. That's commitment to doing the job right. Put the number in your phone 319 6395. The plumber who does it right and knows his stuff. 319 6395. Call for emergencies. Call for modeling and renovations. Call for new construction. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. W284DR Cookville. WKXDHD3 Monterey. Sports Radio 104.7. It's football time in Tennessee, and Twin Lakes Fiber Internet is here to take your game day experience to the next level. With a dedicated connection and lightning fast speeds of up to 10 gig, you can connect as many devices as you'd like and celebrate your favorite team without any interruptions. So, don't let your streaming game fumble this fall. Visit TwinLakes.net or call 800-644-8582 to touch down your online experience today. The Tier 1 Halftime Report begins now. 
board-certified sports medicine physicians to get you back in action. Don't let that shoulder or knee injury keep you on the sidelines. Call Tier 1. Nothing. A lot of physical play between these two teams. A lot of big time defensive stops in this game so far. Uh, Macon County Tigers, they came up with a huge stop where it could have been 21 to nothing for Upperman early in the game. But of course, they were able to stop Ethan Polk on a fourth and one opportunity. Tried to jump over the top that was back in the first quarter and and there was and there was no score in the first quarter but that was a tremendous opportunity for upperman uh to be able to get that done of course another big moment to set up that play was the bronston Cha uh, chaffin long run it was about roughly a uh, you know 60 plus yard run for the dynamic dual threat quarterback however they came up short there but in the second quarter as already mentioned uh, they scored two touchdowns, three-yard touchdown run with Jackson Rollins, and then a four-yard touchdown pass rollout to the left that was set up by the Turnbow 30-plus-yard reception, another great passing play from Chaffin there. And then uh, Stanfield was able to make both extra points. Macon County, they had a tremendous opportunity towards the end of that first half, driving down the field. Uh, great uh, great opportunities there. However, uh, the quarterback, Gammon, dropped back. Uh, Luke Gammon then fumbled the ball. He was hit uh, hard, and number 53 was able to pick up that loose fumble, and then that pretty much stopped any potential chance of the Macon County Tigers from scoring on that play. Anyways, that was the... Recap of the first half there. We're going to get you to a quick break as as we are the uh, as, as we are heading back to our first break as the band is getting ready to play here here at Pat Parker Memorial Field. You're listening to the game of the week on Upperland County Sports Radio. It is the Upperman Bees 14, the Macon County Tigers 0. The second half in minutes. This is the Tier 1 Halftime Report. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Who has time for a turnover when the toilets are overflowing? Call AL Plumbing and get the job done right. The owner shows up at every call. That's commitment to doing the job right. Put the number in your phone 319 6395. The plumber who does it right and knows his stuff. 319 6395. Call for emergencies. Call for remodeling and renovations. Call for new construction. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. A proven machine to reduce your mowing time? Count me in. A new Xmark mower costs a whole lot less right now at Gentry's Power Equipment. Spending less money? I'm in. Right now at Gentry's, get your mower with 0% for 48 months. Get a $1,000 instant rebate on the LZE mower. Get $300 on the Quest. Better get moving to Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road in Cookville. See for yourself why the landscape pros trust Xmark mowers 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. Coach 
wing tee. They're going to try to run it down your throat, give Gabe Borders all the momentum, and let him do his thing. And they've done that for the most part. They, they drove down in the first uh, drive of the, of the game, got into the red zone, stalled out. Uh, but if you look at your time of possession, Upperman responded with that first drive with their own. Uh, both teams were unable to get in the end zone. Your time of possession is 50-50 right now. Uh, your, your penalties are also a critical right there to uh, lead to a second touchdown was that fourth down try, uh, Macon County trying to draw off the, the defense at midfield. Center snaps it with the quarterback un, unaware, and they were going to get the ball anyway with a punt, but they get the ball in the 48, go drive down. Cam Bush gets a, a second touchdown for upper men, and so that was a huge mistake of penalties on both sides as far as holding. Uh, there's three three holding penalties specifically for Macon County that eliminated 25-yard gains, uh, and you, you can't allow that when you got a superstar like Gabe Borders on your team. Ab- ab- absolutely, Coach. Yeah, those 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 are some of the big you know first half numbers of our first half. Definitely going to be interesting to see the adjustments that both teams make, both Upperman to continue and Macon County to attempt a comeback. Uh, We will be right back to preview the second half here. You're listening to Sports Radio 104.7. Here it is Upperman 14 and Macon County 0. Taya Dobbs here at Upperman High School Volleyball. What's the first thing you got to do when you wake up in the morning, Taya? I got to wake up and I got to, you know, I kind of just look in the mirror and I'm like, so what are we going to do today? Like, kind of always have to, like, prepare myself, like, especially with practice so early. I got to set myself at a high bar so that we can have a good practice with full energy and, you know, set our goals high for the day. So you basically have to give yourself a hype speech in the mirror. Pretty much. All right, now, my question is, are you, like, jumping out of bed and looking in the mirror? Mm, I'm definitely not jumping out of bed. (laughs) I roll over, I kind of open my eyes, I'm like, all right, Taya, it's time to get up now. (laughs) How many alarms do you have to set, Taya? Oh, probably about four or five. Mm, Yeah. So not not a, like, first alarm. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not. Not a morning person. No. All right, we've given ourselves this hype speech. Now what are we doing? I got to pick out my outfit. If I'm going to go into my day, I like my outfits to match. I like to look cute when I go into the day because if I don't look cute, then I normally just don't perform well if that's at school, work, or even at practice. Okay. So we, we pick it out in the morning, though. Yes. Oh, okay. So we wake up early enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Are we eating breakfast? Yes. Normally, I have eggs and toast every morning. Eggs and toast? Mm-hmm. How do you like your eggs? Scrambled. And what's on the toast? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yes, peanut butter on my toast every morning. Interesting. <laughs> Most people would jelly, butter, but peanut butter. All right, fair enough. All right, you've got out the door. You come, you kill it at practice. Mm-hmm. Go to work? Most of the time I go home and take a little nap, ah, and then I go to work. Gotcha. <laughs> got to re-energize. Got to re-energize. So we like to sleep is what I'm saying. Oh, yes, I love sleeping. <laughs> Where do you work? I work at my mom's store. Oh, yes. very fun. What? What kind of store is it? So we sell scrubs, and then we have energy teas and acai bowls and protein shakes. Oh, okay. You know I'm going to ask what your favorites are. I love, so we have this energy tea, and it's called a happy camper. And then I always get an acai bowl, and I put chocolate chips, granola, peanut butter, and Nutella on it. Okay. Yes, it's you've so this, good. You've got this down to like a science. <laughs> yes. I love it. All right, what time, what time you, you're getting off work? 
anything between work and bed, or are you jumping right into like? Normally, if my friends are out, I'll go out in town. Maybe we'll go get dinner. Most of the time, it's ice cream because we just love ice cream. And then I'll go home and take a bath and read my book, and then I go to bed. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mm, probably cookie dough. I love cookie dough. All right, all right. Where are we going to get dinner? If you could go anywhere, order anything, what are we? So normally we go to Ray's Mexican Grill. We love that place. And then I always get chicken, cheese, and rice. <laughs> chicken, cheese, and rice. Yes. Basic. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You said a book. What book mm-hmm. are we reading? So right now I'm reading, it's called A Love Story. And it's basically about like two love stories from like different times in this big family's life and then they like come together at the end but i'm not entirely sure how they come together yet because we haven't finished yep oh man we're gonna have to get an update on this book now <laughs> yes. i'm so excited what time are you getting to bed mm, normally it's between like 10 30 and 11 oh okay so yeah. you're, you're going to bed pretty decent mm-hmm. time and what time are we waking up oh about i mean depends on what time practice is or what time i gotta get up but normally it's about 6 37 Man, that's early. <laughs> Maybe that's why you go to bed so early. Probably. Halftime coverage continues. Powered by Tier 1. Mark your calendar and join UCEMC for their 85th annual meeting Saturday, September 9th at Katessa Farms. Come enjoy great door prizes and a sit-down meal. Registration begins at 9 a.m. Business meeting begins at 10 a.m. It's your electric membership co-op. Let your voice be heard. UCEMC's annual meeting Saturday, September 9th at Katessa Farms, 780 Dixon Springs Highway in Riddleton. A delicious meal, great door prizes for registered members, and insight into your co-op. UCEMC. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. As the next Titans game approaches, we look at the storylines ahead. It's Titans Preview with game day host Rhett Bryan and Titans Radio's head coach Dave McGinnis. This is the last Titans Preview before game week begins. Week one regular season at the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. Titans and Saints. We'll get to a little of that in just a moment. Coach Dave McGinnis, what is happening at Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park right now? Now, I know they're going to have the weekend off, but they've been working this week, and obviously they've trimmed the roster down to 53. They've put their practice squad together. Give us an idea about what's happening in the building. Well, that's what a big part of it. I mean, they had to get their roster set, and it's still, this is an initial 53 Ritz, not the final 53. Rosters in the National Football League are a, are an amoeba. They are fluid continuously for the whole year. But right now, the the initial part that they've put together, and then you know they're practicing. They've already started to work. You know uh, some basic schemes, uh, what they think uh, that they want to do against New Orleans, and so we're starting to gear up for the regular season now. And as you said, there will be a little bit of a break now here over the weekend, and then you're full bore when you come back next week. But right now, they're getting things together, but they've already started to, to pre-plan for New Orleans with the new players that they have on deck. And I know this this uh, coaching staff with Mike Vrabel has already started looking at a lot of New Orleans film 
but I, in talking to some of the veterans, they've already been digesting some of this too. How much of that has been in the meeting rooms this week preparing for next week? Well, this week, I mean, this week they started on it. You know, they started preliminarily, as I say. You, you, don't, give, you don't want to give your, your game plan too early, and you give your coaches time to digest too. Try some things out on the field to look at it, and plus, you know, because you've got you've got a new quarterback down there in in, in New Orleans. Uh, we'll, we'll see what Dennis Allen wants to do with with uh, Derek Carr down there now. But uh, when you when you're looking at teams, especially teams early in the season, you know, it, it's it's kind of a feel it out approach when you first start, unless you have a, a a big volume of film on them from last year with all the relevant players there. That's not the case. It's more the case on defense there for them than it is on the offensive side of the football. So they've started their preliminary plans on, on those things. And, and your veteran players, you know, they're, they're okay to start looking at it. Your, your young players, they, they still need to concentrate on some of their fundamentals and things that they're working on before they even start filling their head with game plans. All right, so speaking of young players, there are three quarterbacks on this roster. We knew that was going to be a thing with the way Malik Willis and Will Levis started to progress throughout camp, especially Malik Willis year over year. Uh, but you look at the entire draft class, the first one selected by Rand Carthon in the 2023 draft. Scores and the stats team, still, to come. still to come. This is the Tier 1 Halftime Report. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. All right, we are back here in beautiful uh, Ty 
Tiger Stadium, Pat Parker Memorial Field. I'm Devin Hoke. I'm here with my head ball coach, Coach Shanks, and he's got a few scores from around the upper Cumberland area for us. What have you got for us, Coach? Uh, you got to remember, TWA wanted to change up the schedule format, which is why we're actually back here a second week, or excuse me, a second year in a row to Macon County instead of being at Upperman High School in Baxter. And so with that being said, a lot of region games are beginning this week. Uh, one particularly is Monterey versus East Robertson. Monterey uh, 0, East Robertson 7. Uh, we've got no score right now uh, with the Liberty Creek-Smith County game. Gordonsville is playing Trousdale. We're looking for an update on that one. Jackson County versus your defending state runner-up, Clay County. Uh, Bulldogs, Jackson County 0, Clay County 34. Another uh, critical matchup in Region 4, Class A, uh, Class 4A, is L.A., Livingston Academy, 6, DeKalb County, 10, at half. You've got Warren County, Lebanon game. We're waiting for a score to come in on that. Another uh, 4A, uh, Region 4 matchup, Cumberland County, 0, Stone Memorial, 28. And then a big barn burner, Cookville High School, 21, White County, 13. Uh, obviously, White County coming off a uh, tremendous win off Warren that we had last week for the game of the week at UC Nation. And Cookville uh, rebounding from a tough loss to Stone Memorial in week one. So there's some matchups around the Upper Cumberland. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Coach. And, and now we're just going to get into a little bit of a preview for what we can expect to see in the second half. Coach, obviously the score right now, Upperman Bees are up 14 to nothing against Macon County. Uh, what, what do you think is going to be Macon County's you know, change of play to try to get back in this one? After talking with Coach Kane last week against a big-time Lebanon bunch who had a run game that was uh, very tough to defend, they got out to an early lead, and Coach Kane responded, well, I felt like I was a little too conservative on the offensive side of the ball. So this week, him already knowing that about a – of uh, his team, he probably has a lot more confidence in his offense that you've seen here, and so I still feel like he's going to be more of a balanced approach. Let Bronson Chaffin throw it around a little bit, which he had a huge play to Branson Turnbow over the middle, which led to the uh, Jack Jackson Collins rush on the left-hand side for the uh, for the TD. Along then, a couple pass plays, big long run that allowed for a pass play for a touchdown to Jack to uh, Cam Bush. So for Upperman, they're going to stay balanced. Now, on the other side of the ball, with Macon County, they have got to get some things going, uh, eliminate some of their penalties, and take some of those big chunk yardages and put those back to back to back to back and get one into the end zone. They've been close, and they have the potential. They have the athleticism. They have the gamer and gay borders. They just have to be able to take that hurdle and get over the hump of that B's defense. Absolutely, yeah, and, and there, we will say there is a little slight sprinkle of rain coming it down, but it really shouldn't affect much of anything, nothing too crazy there, but just wanted to point that out. And, and yes, this will be an interesting second half of adjustments. It will be fascinating to see if we continue with the tough defensive battle that we have seen so far. Very good point of, points about Upperman's team that they will continue to stay with a balanced approach, not too aggressive, not too conservative, as they try to hold on to a two-touchdown lead. Interestingly enough, last year on the road here in Macon County, Upperman won by two touchdowns. They won by 14 last year. That's exactly what they lead now. As the halftime clock is about to expire, 
and the second half will soon get underway. One more thing you got to uh, be cautious of. It is a lot cooler tonight than it has been the last two weeks in Upper Cumberland. Man, last week in McMinnville, it was burning up. I mean, we were just sweating, walking into the uh, walking into the stadium there. And so the last two weeks, a lot of guys cramping up, getting tired in that third and fourth quarter. Which opponent is going to be able to handle in that week three uh, that stamina that they've built up, conditioning all summer long to get to this point? A cooler evening. I would like to think that these athletes they're going to be more primed and and be have you know have more stamina to get those runs, run away from guys, uh, and for big yardage. Absolutely. This has been the Tier One halftime report on Sports Radio 104.7, live from Pat Parker Memorial Field, where of course right now it is Upperman 14 and Macon County zero. We are about to kick off in the second half here of the Middle Tennessee Natural Gas high school football game of the week as number 38 about to kick it off here for Macon County. The whistle has been blown and the kick is underway. Goes to Upperman's number 10 fielding the ball. He cuts up field and he's trying to make a move. He's still going. He's moving down the field all the way down to just past the 35-yard line. Number, now, number 10, Branson Turnbow, athlete, multiple sport athlete, played for me on my state championship baseball team uh, two years ago on the basketball team there. Catches the ball on the near side of the field here, goes across the field, gains about 10, but in the process, there's a yellow hanky on the field. Absolutely. There was some mustard on the lettuce. We will have to see what that is. And it looks like... Potentially a block in the back or a holding play. Uh, common on kickoffs due to the uh, returning team and the kickoff team coming at full speed. Uh, sometimes you're going you're gonna to miss that block a lot of times. And to keep your coach happy, you're going to do whatever you can to keep that guy in front of you, which is grab his jersey. Absolutely. Great point there. And, and yes, that does back Upperman up a little bit. It is now the ball on the 15-yard line. Chaffin in the shotgun, gets it, hands it off to his running back who powers forward for just a few yards there and maybe uh, around two to three yards there for Paul. There's your hard-nosed runner, Ethan Paul, uh, right out the gate right here. Want to put that nose right into Megan County's defensive line. Megan County did a great job of blocking up that A-gap, allowing zero yards on that play. Absolutely, yeah, just a very, very minimal gain for Ethan Polk. It turns out to be a gain of one ball on the 16-yard line as we've begun the third quarter here, here at Tiger Stadium. Two receivers wide. You got one to the left, one to the right. And there he goes. And, and no, Chaffin's going to drop back. He's rolling out. He's looking for a receiver. He just ends up taking off himself. He looked like he was looking for number six, Carmine Phillips, but Carmine Phillips was all covered up there on defense and so Chaffin just took off and ran it himself picked up a few yards there but we have a third down situation coming up for Upperman. Number 10 Eli Warren from Macon County did a good job being in pursuit uh, with your star quarterback Bronson Chaffin probably makes a wise decision to hold that ball gets about six yards doesn't force the ball downfield the DBs uh, along with borders up there on Macon County contain the Upperman receivers great job on defense by Macon County. 
Yep, now Bronson Chaffin back third and four. 11 minutes remaining in the third quarter. Sends his receiver number one in motion. Hands it off to he's number one. There he goes. He's got lots of speed. space. And he's moving down the field. He got a block. And he finally gets taken down at around the 45-yard line. Huge, huge run there for Jackson Rollins going from the 21 to about the 44-yard line. That is, what, a 23-yard gain there for Jackson Rollins on the run. Great run right there, but hold on. Guess what? Another penalty. Absolutely. End right. around from, from the near side to the far side. Jackson Collins, you'd love to see it. Took a, a great speed burst through the first and second line right there. You had Branson Turnbull receiver blocking downfield. Uh, a, a 25 to 30 yard gain, but there's a flag on the far side uh, behind the line of scrimmage, about three to four yards. Uh, frustration from Coach Kane's part right here because you, you turn a Huge gain into a negative play. Now it's third and four. Absolutely. The student section is chanting, you can't do that after that play. They're starting to get into it as there's some buzz back in the stadium after that huge penalty there. And it, it wipes out a, a massive, massive gain. Now 10 minutes and 45 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. It is going to be a third and long from the 12-yard line for the Upperman Bees. We'll see if... Chaffin can have a long play, create something, get it to his playmakers perhaps. Four receivers set, three to the near side, one to the far. Here goes Chaffin back to pass. He's rolling out to his left, throws it downfield to Cam, and he's, is that a catch? Waiting Great concentration the right there. Rolls out to his right, Chaffin, leads the uh, receiver, Cam Bush, at the yardage marker, comes away with a good catch. Let's see if they mark it. Just shy just or in shy. front of the yardage marker. It looks like they marked it just shy, fourth and one. Looked like it was maybe a little bit short there, but it seems like the Upperman Bees Big will play here. try to go for it deep in their own territory. I mean, they're on their 24-yard line. Perhaps another situation where they'll try to draw Macon County offside. You asked me at halftime what's going to happen with this Upperman offense. I said they're going to stay aggressive. Here's a chance. Absolutely. Here goes Chaffin. Play clock winding down, and yes, they're going to have to try to take a timeout. The play clock went down to two seconds, and now it's a timeout for Upperman there as they have the ball, fourth and one on their own 24-yard line. They want to talk it over a little bit more. The Upperman Bees, 14, and the Macon County Tigers, nothing. If he... This is James Green, your local Twin Lakes security sales consultant. Let's turn up your security and turn down your worry. Twin Lakes makes security simple with monitoring as low as $24.99 a month with options such as remote arm, disarm, thermostat and lighting control, and security cameras. You can rest easy knowing your home is protected. Make the switch to Twin Lakes security today and we'll provide three months of free monitoring. For more information, call 528-2005 or visit us at TwinLakes.net. T insert number C-002. All right, we are back with Upperman. Looks like they are now going to punt to the football. High snap. Terrible punt. It is looking like it might go into the stands, and it does. But there is a flag on the play. Hey, I was over here calling for a fair catch right there. I think I had that one. Absolutely, yeah. It almost cleared all the way up to us. And we'll see what this flag is. Again, a soccer style catches on the near hash, rolls to his right, try to uh, get to the, you know, the near side of the 
the line, keep it away from the board as best he can. Flag came out immediately. Uh, not a good punt, but he was being rushed as well. Got to give it to Macon County's uh, defensive line right there, putting pressure. Well, good news for Upperman. They did keep it away from Borders on that punt. Bad news, they punted it way into the stands. Looked like an illegal shift right there on Upperman, so the play is going to stand. Uh, Macon County has got to be pleased with this field position because they've got it on the 45-yard line, uh, if not even closer. Yeah, 35-yard line, excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that is a... Big break for Macon County, and this has been continued to be a battle of field position as this has been a defensive, defensive battle. And yeah, in incredible field position around the 36-yard line for Macon County. First and 10, 10 minutes, 17 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Here goes Gammon back in the shotgun. He's going to hand it off to Borders right up the middle. There goes number seven, Borders. Right up the middle. Down the field, 10, 5, touchdown, wow. Macon County. That kid's got some speed. On a huge run. That was right up the middle. A split three Upperman B's and just ran away. God, that was track speed right there. Hit the up the gut, six points, and that is exactly what Upperman didn't want. But if you're a Macon County fan right now, hey, you've got some momentum. You're really excited. you got fireworks in the background. you got the scoreboard going. You're hoping your team can take this and run with it. What an incredible, incredible run from Gabe Borders. Once he got some space, he was gone. Now the extra point from number 38. It is good. That was number 38, Eli Gammon. Clearly the brother of the quarterback, perhaps. 14-7 now. A huge play for Macon County. The fireworks are going off here at Tiger Stadium. As the Upperman Bees have 14 and the Macon County Tigers have seven with 10 minutes, nine seconds remaining in the third quarter. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. And, and we are back here from Pat Parker Memorial Field. We just saw Gabe Borders bust off a huge 20-plus yard run right up the middle to put the Macon County Tigers on the board. Number 38, the other Gammon brother, Eli Gammon, about to kick it off. He kicks it off back to Upperman. Bounces on the turf, takes a weird bounce. Number 23 picks it up, and he's taken down. Number 15 takes him down at number at the 25-yard line. Fantastic tackle right there, Coach. Matthew Wheely with the tackle. Uh, Theo Brown with the, re the uh, return for a minimal gain. But look here, you've got Macon County with one, po one possession, one snap this half, and they've cut the lead in half. Absolutely. In a close defensive battle like this, everything can change just like that. Now it's 14-7, to still in favor of Upperman as they have the ball. First and 10 on the 26-yard line with just over 10 minutes to play in the third quarter. So we've still got a long ball game left. If Upperman, if Upperman thought they could pull this away, it is a close one now. Here goes Chapman back in the shotgun. Two receivers set. He hands it off. There's that guy. Number one, he slips free, and he's taken down by number 
two there. There's that Rollins. guy again, Rollins. He has been a playmaker this this game, that's for sure. He's picking up some quickness. You know, week one, week two, like I said, he's a year uh, from a knee injury. He's getting that quickness. He looks a little bit like Borders out there making those jump cuts, getting up the middle. Uh, got through the first line. Linebackers of Macon County stopped him to about a nine-yard gain. That's what you want to see if you're Coach Kane in the offense. Absolutely. Coach Kane is quite the athlete with Jackson Rollins. He's also got quite the athlete with Bronston Chaffin as he grows back to pass. Finds number 13, and it's incomplete. Wow, number 10 was right around it for a potential interception, but it falls right to the turf. Eli fits right there with about a five-yard out. Great route. Ball was on, on point. Unable to grab it with his hands. Knocked the ball up a little bit. Very scary play for Upperman because Ty Young right there almost almost got his hands just underneath the ball for that turnover for Megan County. Yep, the home crowd students are getting loud as it's third and two. Ball on the 34-yard line, 9.23 left remaining. The Upperman Bees hand it off to Rollins, and he powers forward. That's going to be a close spot. It looks like it is short. Number 52 gets out of the pile, pumped up there. It looks like Rollins came up just short a yard shy. Coach Shoulders over there is jumping up down. His, his uh, coaching staff for Macon County is really excited how his defense is playing, how his team came out of this uh, second half. Another huge huge play. Last time Coach Kane went in there, you know, lined him up on fourth down, called a timeout, wanted to rethink about it, ended up punting, had a five-yard net gain on the punt. Very next play, Macon County scores. What do you do right here for Coach Kane? Absolutely, it's getting loud against it's a fourth and one ball on the 35-yard line. I like the move right here. Absolutely. Going Chaffin, for it. Chaffin back with Rollins. Takes it. Chaffin's taking it himself, and Bronston Chaffin with the first down. Bronston Chaffin nearly to the 40-yard line. Picks up at least four yards on that play. It might be at the 39. Remember, first half, Upperman's on the one-yard line. Absolutely. Fourth and a half. They give it to the running back, Park. You know, you're also sitting there with an option at quarterback, Bronson Chaffin, 180 pounds, six foot. Uh, that's what he went back to here. Gets the fourth down conversion, keeps the offense on the field, and most importantly, keeps borders on defense and not on offense. Absolutely, and most importantly, keeps moving the chains for upper minutes. First and ten, ball on the 39-yard line. The Bees up 14-7 to as they hand it to Jackson Rollins. He cuts up the field, and there's a flag on the play as he gets taken down at around the 42-yard line there. A little halfback counter right there to the right-hand side. Uh, you know, Jackson Collins did a great job. Uh, you know, probably about 5, 9, 5, 10 stayed under the defense, was able to get positive yards, but a flag came out immediately, and it seems like it's going to be against Upperman uh, as for, you know, illegal use of hands, blocking back, or holding. Yeah, absolutely. Could have possibly been a holding penalty there for Upperman, which is unfortunate for them. It was only a three-yard run, so it didn't really help Rollins that much, but now it will back them up, and the Macon County teams trying to fire up the home students here who are all dressed up in cowboy outfits. Very, very fun uh, for them. But yes, Upperman is going to be backed up to, I believe that is now around the 30. Well, let's see, the referee trying to find where to spot the ball. So if it's a holding play, it's going to be from the spot of the penalty. Uh, looks like that penalty was going to be at the line of scrimmage, maybe one yard deep. So instead of being First and 10, you back it up from the spot of the penalty. So if it's one yard behind the line of scrimmage, now you've got first and 21. Yep, and we're on the 29-yard line. So huge penalty there. Backs up Upperman. Chaffin 
Starts to run out. It was an option quarterback run. There he goes off the right side. Chaffin picks up almost all that yardage that they just lost. He got almost all of it right back. Hey, give it to your uh, playmaker. Uh, design quarterback keeper. Had a couple guys in front of him blocking. Uh, going from the near hash to the far side. Getting your athlete in open space. And he did just that. Got some, uh, got some positive yards. And they gained everything back from that penalty before. Absolutely. It is now second and 10 from the 39-yard line. It's almost like the penalty never even happened. Huge play for Bronston Chaffin. Another big-time run, that one of 10 yards. It just gives you second and manageable. Uh, if you're going second and 20 or first and 20, that's just that's very difficult. Uh, second and manageable here. Two plays of five yards get you a first down, lose the chains. Absolutely right. And Chaffin goes back to pass. He rolls out, looking for his receiver, throws it to number 10. Almost had it. He wow. went right in his hands. And number 10, Bronson Turnbow, who's made some huge plays. He just couldn't haul that one in. Everything about that play was awesome. I mean, Bronson Chaffin rolls out, looks underneath, sees the underneath uh, DBs covered, throws a, a ball to the secondary where number 10, uh, Branson, uh, Branson, Branson Turnbow made a great adjustment on the ball and went upfield instead of across the field with a pretty spiral. Had room to get one if, and two feet in, but with this close sideline right here, I, I think his eyes were picking up just a little too soon right off his fingertips. That would have been a 30-yard game. Yeah, it seems like the sideline really got him there. That is a very good point, Coach. And now Bronston Chaffin back a third and 11 to go from the 38. Chaffin with the ball, drops back, throws it, and he's got his receiver, Cam Bush, first down at around midfield. That's a little shy of the first down right there. Great play. Receiver got to the first down yardage marker, came back to the ball like he's supposed to. I think that's going to be about two to three yards shy. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I can't, it was looked like it was going towards the first down marker, but, yes, Cam Bush had to readjust, went back for it, and, yes, he stepped out of bounds at the 45-yard line. Very difficult there. If he could have gotten it to the 50, it would have been a first down. However, Cam Bush came back, made a great catch, but it's four yards shy. Fourth and four on the 45. Looks like the Upperman Bees. Play clock getting low. Again. Six seconds on the play clock. Fourth and five. Three, two. They get the ball up in time. Here's Bronson Chaffin. Oh. And it's incomplete. Big play. What a huge stop, number four and number 22 on the Macon County defense. There's that other Borders brother. Michael Shaver right there along with him. Hit the ball, hit uh, Jackson Collins right in the, in the chest, right in the face mask. But he was already getting squeezed by two DBs at the same time. Great timing on that tackle right there to disrupt the play. I don't, don't disagree with going for it at midfield on fourth and four, but got to give it to Macon County right there. Made a tremendous defensive play to now take over the ball and give it to I mean, here's what you're going to do. You're going to give to number seven one play. Absolutely. I mean, you you might as well based on what we've seen already. And absolutely, as what you said, Upperman going for it on fourth down. They already did earlier in the drive, so it made sense. But here goes number 18 in the shotgun there, Luke Gammon. Hands it off to number seven, but there is a flag. Borders got stood up by number 58 on Upperman. However, there is some more mustard on the lettuce here. We'll see what the white hat has to say about it. Andrew Bohan right there on the front just really got got big, got wide, and swallowed up Borders. That's one of the first few times I've seen him actually go down on that first hit. Uh, but the flag came out uh, early on that right there, which is going to back it up five yards against Macon County. Absolutely. Honestly, you know, I mean, Borders wasn't really getting much on that play after all. So it is first and 
15 to go right at midfield. 6.49 remaining in the third quarter as Gammon he holds it. it. Gammon's got a huge big space. He's going down the field. Luke Gammon gets almost all the way to the 30-yard line. A 20-yard run for the quarterback keeper as he faked the handoff to, uh, to Borders and went right down the field. That's great right there. You, he's been giving it to Borders, which I would too, all night long. That's either the first or the second time that he's actually on that RPO repass option, kept the ball, went right through the line because nobody was there. They were all going wide to away from us on the far side chasing Borders. And then if it wasn't for Jackson Rollins going over the middle, uh, he probably gets into the end zone because he gained 30 yards right there easily and, man, almost, almost made something spectacular on a one-time play for him. Absolutely. What a brilliant, brilliant play call from the Macon County High School football coach there as, as Luke Gammon decides not to hand it off to Gabe Borders and keeps it for a nearly 20-yard gain. It's going to be first and 10 on the 31-yard line with 627 remaining now. And remember, that all that stuff is read-pass option. That gives the quarterback the option of all those things to do. It's just, hey, it's very easy to hand it off to number seven every time. So he did a good job reading that play, the right design. Luke Gammon is now going to keep Fumble. it. He fumbles it, but he picks it up. He's making something happen. Well, a busted play there. He ends up getting tackled by a defensive lineman there in the middle. I believe that's number 53, but that was a busted play. The fumble, as you said. However, they still make something out of it. Luke Gammon using his legs. Great one-on-one -on -one tackle right there. Eli, uh, Elijah Bullock, uh, if it's not for him, the broken play, bad snap, picked it up. Uh, getting a little mo uh, momentum right there from uh, Gammon. I mean, he, he's getting some confidence about him. Uh, hits it right up the middle. Almost was, was about to gain 10-plus yards if it wasn't for Bullock. Ab absolutely there. Yeah, Luke Gammon once again using his legs. Of course, this one probably not by design. And he picks up a four-yard gain. The clock continuing to move. It moves down to five minutes and 34 seconds left as the referees stop for just a moment. Seemed like they were talking to the Macon County coaching staff. And you got to think about your, uh, your your play call here. You know, Coach Kane's got several athletes all the way around the field trying to disperse it evenly to keep that balanced offense. Macon County has Gabe Borders along with a few others, but who's going to be that X factor? Who's going to be the one guy that makes that big play that gets him into the end zone when number seven is drawing all the attention? Luke Gammon now hands it off, and it looks like the ball. No, it looks like they move up field there. Gregory, halfback, run to the right right there, gained about four yards. Yes, Tyler Gregory, it looked like, I mean, from my vantage point, it almost looked like they, they could have uh, screwed up the handoff again. But fortunately for Macon County, Tyler Gregory takes it, gets about three, four yards. It's going to be a third down, though. Also a penalty on the play as he's going to the right, Gregory. Looks like there was a... Uh, a halfback cut block, or excuse me, a uh, a cut block on line oh of Macon my. County. And so that's going to be uh, 15 yards. Wow, that is a crushing, crushing penalty there. Um, that, that's a safety rule right there. Can't go below the guy's uh, knee pads there to try to chop block. Uh, 25 years ago, that's what you do. You cut block them. Nowadays with safety and for limiting injuries, uh, that's, a, that's a personal foul, 15-yarder. Absolutely. Well, it seems like the right call there is Luke Gammon back in the shotgun. Gets the ball, throws it to Borders. Number seven, Borders moving down the field, gets taken down by number six, Carmine Phillips. But there went Gabe Borders again for a huge gain just past the 30-yard line. Um, you know, twin tackle right there, Jackson Rollins uh, and 
number six right there for Upperman, Carmine, Carmine Phillips. Phillips. We hadn't heard his name since the first quarter. Came in with some heavy runs. Uh, good tackle. They got number seven borders. The ball in space. He tried to split them. Uh, gained seven-plus yards. Potted yardage. Uh, again, I feel like he's got one break a tackle away from taking that one to the end zone. I feel like I say that all the time, yeah. but it's but it's the truth. Hard not to say it with him, and now it's third and nine from the 30. A bad, bad snap. snap. Gammon's going to have to fall on it, and that is the end of, of that drive there. An unfortunate end there. As it's now going to be fourth and long. Uh, it seemed like a, a, a a goofed up formation the running back running in right as the ball was getting snapped and of course the running back the quarterback collide fortunately for Macon County uh, Luke Gammon was able to fall on it but un unfortunately for them it's all the way back to around the uh, 43 yard line. Macon County getting all sorts of confidence right there yes they had the tough penalty and that's what penalties do I mean they just put you in bad situations a lot of momentum on offense bad penalty bad snap and they go from uh, short and doable to fourth and very long. Back to punt, number 51, almost blocked by number 28, and then it's caught fair, caught by Jackson Rollins there. Right, good fair catch right there, even though you're on the 10-yard line. Uh, it could be one of those situations where you get it on the five or inside uh, because that was such a, a short-sided field punt. Uh Okay, field position swap. If you're making county, you, you feel pretty good about that, other than the uh, momentum loss on offense. Yeah, the, the fortunate thing is, is fortunately, you know, for them, Upperman is backed up to their own 10-yard line, so that is the one silver lining. However, if you're making county, you had so much momentum there, and then you end up not really coming away with points is tough, but there's still a lot of game left. There's 333 remaining in the third quarter as the Upperman Bees have the ball now first and 10 on their own 10-yard line. There's a snap. Big tackle. Big tackle right there by Gammon, your quarterback. On the defensive end right there, looks like, was able to swallow up your number one Rollins and, and get him for a two-yard loss. Yeah, that was that was an, a, a fantastic play there for Macon County. Excuse um, me, that's number 12. Yes. I, I'm mistaken. That, that's number 12 on, uh, on defense there. I, I would say it would be pretty gutsy to have your quarterback playing defense, but some teams absolutely do that. Uh, yeah, that was number 12, Caleb Smith on the great tackle. As now it is a second and 12 from the eight-yard line. Chaffin hands it off to, no, he keeps it himself. Goes right up the middle, spinning through tacklers. And he gets all the way down to around the, uh, close to the, in between the 20 and the 25-yard line. Only able to get to the 15 right there. Uh, great moves, gets through the first line. Uh, had two guys on him. A little sidestep and a spin move with three guys on him. But Macon County took three, took four, took five guys, finally got him down uh, to about a seven-yard or so gain. Absolutely, yeah, excuse me. That is on the 15. Sorry, it's slightly hard to see from my uh, vantage point there, but, but fortunately Coach here was able to see that. Third and five from the 15, approaching two minutes remaining in the third quarter. Huge third down play as the crowd here is getting loud. Everybody's starting to feel how critical this is. And there's a flag right there, and you can see the Upperman coaching staff very frustrated by that. Looks like we're a delay of game. Back judge giving a delay of game, it seems like. Uh, Coach Kane and the staff are uh, a little, they disagree with that call or, or, you know, 
in high school football, you've got 25-second game clock. If you don't have that game clock, the back judge is supposed to put his hand up in the air and count down like a clock that's going to allow that quarterback aware of the time that's going. And uh, seems some miscommunication between uh, what the coaching staff of Upper Men felt between that back judge and the quarterback. Absolutely. Very unfortunate play there for Upperman. And now Bronson Chaffin back to pass once again. Rolls out, keeps it himself. Design quarterback run. There he goes. Oh. And he slips and falls down at around the 25-yard line. Wow, if he didn't slip and fall there, that could have been much more yardage. I zigzagging right there. Great design play. Rolls to his right a little bit. Cuts up the field. Comes back to the left. Picks up a block by number either. I think that was 10. Uh, uh, Bronson, uh, Branson Turnbow or Jackson Rollins right there. As he cuts, slips out. You know, it's what time is it here? We're about 8.50. We're getting a little dew on the ground. It just slipped out right there. Otherwise, he's got another 20, 30 yards. Still moves the chains. First and 10 on the 25-yard line. Just under a minute and a half left to play in the third quarter. Bronston Chaffin hands it off to Rollins. Rollins trying to cut upfield, and he gets close to the 30. That's about a three, four-yard gain for Jackson Rollins. He's having a great game. Uh, I haven't seen this much from him the first two games. A little bit of a breakout session, starting to get his legs up under him. Coaching staff feeling more comfortable using him. Uh, he looks a little tired coming off right there, but I promise he's going to be ready when uh, next play when coach puts him in. Absolutely. Jackson Rollins is a senior leader on this team, finally starting to get his rhythm with this offense, running the ball, receiving the ball. We've kind of seen Rollins do a little bit of everything. Good now, tackle right there by your number 10, Ty Young on the outside linebacker for Macon County too. Absolutely, Chaffin back to pass, almost intercepted by number 12 there. We're calling his name again. Caleb Smith, big guy, big guy, six foot plus on the end right there. Read the short out route from the tight end around, uh, blocked it down almost like a volleyball spike. And that was, hey, that puts them in a tight spot, third and long versus a potential first down. Absolutely, third and seven with 36 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Big time play by Caleb Smith, and once again, it is another third down situation for this Upperman Bees offense. Here goes Bronson Chaffin. Back Two receiver set. Chaffin hands off to Rollins, and that's not going to gain much. The defense steps up huge. Rollins only a couple yards, if that, but they needed seven, and they absolutely did not get that. Looked like Hunter Griggs right there, number 58, I believe, got in on that right there and just was not going to allow them to penetrate that A gap right there. Just great positioning, great hold. And the clock is winding down here in the third quarter. Looks like Upperman will allow the clock to expire. Five seconds remaining. Three, two, one. And that is the end of the third quarter. We got a ball game. We got quite a ball game here, Coach. Incredible defensive battle. Lots of passion. Revenge Ooh. on the mind of the Macon County Tigers. Upperman trying to beat Macon County in their house once again. Region the, game. The Upperman Bees in the first region game of the season here at Pat Parker Memorial Field are up 14-7 on the hometown Macon County Tigers heading into the fourth quarter. 
Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Who has time for a turnover when the toilets are overflowing? Call AL Plumbing and get the job done right. The owner shows up at every call. That's commitment to doing the job right. Put the number in your phone 319 6395. The plumber who does it right and knows his stuff. 319 6395. Call for emergencies. Call for remodeling and renovations. Call for new construction. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Uh, trying to eliminate big plays. Uh, you know, three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. Cannot forget about that special teams. Games are won by big plays like that. And if you want to eliminate one, uh, to, of course, Megan County's got some game breakers, some uh, playmakers. you got to pick and choose your poison. Absolutely fantastic point, Coach Shanks. And we've got Luke Gammon back in the shotgun. He's got Borders with him, and he's going to hand it off to him. Cuts upfield, but not going to gain much. I believe that is about a one-yard gain. A couple of Bs go to get him. And uh, Borders is down on the ground. Looks like he may have... Second, they are slow to get up. They do get him out of the pile there. Borders is up. However, the Upperman Bees do have a player down on the field. I believe that's number nine. It is number nine, Clayton Harrison. He did a fantastic job filling that gap when Borders coming through right there. Uh, was able to lead the charge on stopping him to a, a minimal gain. Uh, and was <laughs> as soon as he hit the turf, was unable to uh, get back up and just happened to be laying on top of, uh, of uh, Gabe Borders and I don't blame Gabe Borders. I'd go back down, too, if that big fellow was laying on top of me. Absolutely, yeah. It was a concerning sight to see. I mean, those those are both big-time players for each of these teams. Obviously, we've called Gabe Borders' name a lot. Uh, Clayton Harris, though, a big-time player for Upperman High School. He's, he can be a game wrecker in the backfield for sure. And, and they're, they're stretching out his legs. You know, may, They're hoping you know, maybe it's um, – you know, maybe just some cramping here. Hey, it's the fourth quarter. I mean, you've got 11 minutes, 29 seconds to go in this game. Uh, these teams have been going at it. Very physical game. Run heavy. Uh, in the trenches, O-line, D-line, they've just been hammering each other all game. And these running backs, they're not shying away. Yes, they've got speed. Yes, they're getting to the outside. But they are hitting the middle hard and, and, and making these defensive linemen on both sides of the ball uh, make plays and hit them in their mouth. And so you get hit in the mouth enough all game, you're going to get tired. You're going to get wore down. And so, again, like we mentioned at halftime, the first two weeks was very hot. You had, you know, some rival games with Macon County, with Westmoreland and Trousdale County. Emotions were high. You got the region, your first region opener here in week three. Who's going to be able to manage? Who's going to stay uh, in the game? Who's going to be able to stay with a, uh, you know, stay conditioned? Absolutely, and and as you said, you know, yeah, the, the 
the emotions high heading into this one first region game both teams 2 and 0 heading into this matchup i mean we're not calling the game we're not calling this the game of the week for nothing i mean these are two serious serious high school programs and they both were very impressive in the first couple of weeks unfortunately here we are seeing clayton harris get up uh, he has to be helped off the field but but fortunately he is up he is conscious that that is all a very good sight to see he is limping off the field with some help there you hit the nail on the head there that these are very two these are two very good ball teams and they're both competing for that region championship that number one seed for the playoffs and this is the biggest game of the year for them at this moment that the winner goes into that lead against a uh, a foe opponent they can set themselves up Yep, here goes Gammon handing it off to Borders, and he is met after just a couple of yards there by number six and number four. That is Cam Bush and Carmine Phillips meeting Man. him. Carmine Phillips came in and with some heat right there, hit him right under the chin strap, did not allow him to get uh, any more yards after that first contact, drove him back. Absolutely, the talented Gabe Borders only picked up a, a, a few yards there. It is now third and seven, ball on the 34-yard line, 10.45 remaining in the fourth quarter. And this is a huge third down moment for Macon County. And the home team Tigers pick up a huge conversion. Here's Luke Gammon back in the shotgun, and there is a flag. Something happened right there. Walter Kane, number 36, your middle linebacker, noticed something. I don't know if that was a, uh, a uh, uh, infraction snap by the center, kind of a little, little pump fake, or somebody stood up there in the middle of the O-line for Macon County, but it was picked up by the uh, near side uh, judge, and uh, that's five yards. That's unfortunate. That went from third and seven to third and 12. So, Yeah, third and 12 with uh... – very run-heavy team. Definitely going to make it even more difficult to pick up for Macon County. Huge penalty there. Backs them up. Luke Gammon back in the shotgun with Warren next to him. Two receivers wide out. Here goes Gammon. Fakes the handoff. Throws it. And it's incomplete as he was hit by number 21 from Upperman. Ethan Park. Ethan Park, the star running back, makes a big-time defense Huge play. play. Yeah, big time. Play. You got you got two receivers on the far side. Then you have the inside or the outside linebacker on that far side blitzing from the direction the ball is going to be passed. Ethan Paul came through there blitzing hard, got up in the air, deflected the ball, and came down on the quarterback all at the same time. Great pressure, great defensive call right there uh, by your defensive coordinator for Upperman and Coach Kane's staff, and that that's going to put another uh, making County situation here with fourth and twelve to punt it away. Absolutely. There's 10 minutes still left in this ball game. Macon County, though, starting to run out of time to put a drive together. Here they go to punt the football, and the referees stop the play. Delay game on, Mac on Macon County. Absolutely. They took forever to set up that punt. Another critical mistake. This could end up setting up... Jackson Rollins with a really good opportunity to return this ball. He's had a fair catch in uh, of two of the punts today. Uh, I expect to be a good punt by here, number 51, Megan County. Here he goes, back to punt. Almost blocked as this punt ends up taking a favorable bounce and just falls at around the 37, or yes, 37-yard line. 
about a net gain right there of about 25 yards. Not the best punt in the world. Uh, two penalties getting you back, you know, 10 yards further. Kicked it to the to near sideline away from the playmaker, Rollins. And now you've got uh, Macon County in a position where they don't want to be, and that's on defense uh, with this upper men offense who's been pretty consistent so far managing the clock. Uh, and right now with 9.51 to go in the ball game, that's what they want to continue to do. Absolutely. And, and here goes Bronston Chaff, and he's got his star running back, Ethan Polk, right next to him who came up with that huge defensive play on the last series. Now here goes Chaffin, off to run. He's trying to use Polk as a blocker, and he goes down the sideline, tiptoes down the sideline, however he is. Wow. Stepped out of bounds. He's taking it to the end zone anyways, just in case. Smart play, however, the referee has ruled him out of bounds at the 49-yard line, still a 12-yard gain. Great play right there by Bronson Chaffin. I mean, got the corner, number 21, Polk right there with a tremendous Shoulder shove, blob that gave him the sideline. Bronson, uh, Bronson is still back there in the end zone celebrating, thinking he's got a, got six and changed the game. Unfortunately, this tight sideline, the referee's got him stepping out at the 48-yard line. Now you've got to make sure you get back to the line. You're tired. Uh, let's not do anything, uh, make a, a, a bad play just because we're uh, we're tired. Absolutely. Bronston Chaffin back in the shotgun, snaps the ball. He's going to run it again this time. Not going to gain much. Gets back to about the line of scrimmage. Yeah, right there. You, you've got to give a, a design play to someone else. Guy yeah. just ran 60 yards down to the uh, to the end zone, only gained 10 on that. Uh, you've got to give it to another run back. That looked like a tired run. He's all, got his hands on his knees right now. Unfortunately, that was a great burst of speed. But football, that, that burst, you know, you got to be ready for the uh, second down, third down, and, and ready to go. Absolutely, yeah. He, you, you could tell he was gassed on that play and wasn't really able to get much going there. So now it's a second and 10 on the 49-yard line. Nine minutes remaining in the fourth quarter as Bronson Chaffin snaps the ball, hands it to his guy, Jackson. Rollins cuts up field. He balls out, balls ball. out. Megan Kenny has it. 12 has it. Macon County falls on the ball. Jackson Rollins with the fumble. And number 12, who's been making all kinds of plays today, ends up with the football there. The fumble recovery from Caleb Smith. Once again, Caleb Smith coming up with a huge play. Jackson Rollins did a great job making a cut, making a guy miss, getting up field right there. Felt like he was trying to stretch to get a few extra yards right there. And someone from Macon County just got up there and popped the ball out. Went back five yards, back towards the line of scrimmage. Number 12, like you mentioned, man, he's been all over the field in the second half. Made a tremendous play, got on the ball before the other three uh, linemen of Upperman were able to do so. And now you've got some momentum right here with 8.51 to go in the game. Down one score at midfield. One of the biggest plays of the game. And now Luke Gammon is under center. He's got... Warren to his side. Warren goes in motion. He hands it off to number zero, though. Up the field. Huge run. And he takes it all the way down to around the 31-yard line. But there is a flag, a couple of flags. One more after the play, one during the play. Two flags on the play here. One's going to be right there on the uh, line of scrimmage, probably a potential holding. Uh, and then there's one after the play that was, I don't know, a little extracurricular after it seemed like Macon County had a, a great 20-yard run right here. The referees are going to talk about it, and we'll find out shortly. Absolutely. I mean, this could be a huge break for Macon County, depending on what this second flag is. If they offset, that, that is a huge, uh, a huge uh, mistake for Upperman here. But that was a great run from Braden Warren. He took it from the 49 all the way down to 
you know, around the 31, so a, a massive run that could get wiped off here. Hey, I'm nervous when Macon County, Macon County gets the ball after a turnover. Man, the very next play, they're getting 20, 30 yards on each play. Absolutely. Both both penalties are on Macon County. You had a holding uh, at the line of scrimmage, which is going to add 10 yards. Then you have a post-play uh, post unsportsmanlike conduct on a uh, Macon County player, which is going to add another 15 from that, potentially 25 yards from the spot of the initial hold. Wow, that is a huge, huge mistake for Macon County there. I mean, the defense, Caleb Smith manages to fall on the ball, sets his offense up really well. They have a huge run, a 17-yard run with Warren, and it's all getting wiped back here. Macon County, of course, will still have the ball, but now they're backing all the way up to around, wow, even further back. They keep backing up, backing up a long ways. And the referee is going to put it at around the 33, 34-yard line. And that, that is a tremendous, tremendous uh, turn of events for Macon County. You turn a, a uh, get a possession, go 25 yards in two plays, one a holding, one a personal foul, and 25 yards back. Now you're on the 30-yard line. Absolutely. I thought they were about to back out of the stadium there for a second. As now Gammon hands it off to Borders. Gabe Borders with the cut. Gabe Borders finally hit, taken down by number four, Cam Bush, laying the hit on Gabe Borders, but not before a huge run down to midfield. This Macon County team will not quit. They are just they're hurting themselves a little bit with some of these penalties, but, man, they are ready for another slug match. You know, coming through here, each play is a gain of 10-plus yards right now. They're looking very fresh, got a lot of momentum going. If they can be a little more disciplined by Coach Shoulders' team right here, they've got a chance to put seven points on the board and tie this thing up here late in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. Eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Upperman up 14-7, to but Bacon County has the ball and driving. Here goes Luke Gammon. Hands it off to Gabe Borders again. Gammon goes out for a block, but Borders is taken down. He'll get just past the 50 at around the 51-yard line. So it'll probably be about third and nine, third and ten perhaps for Macon County. Let me just tell you how special of a player Gabe Borders is. There were four defensive linemen, linebackers for Upperman in the backfield right there, ready to push him back four or five yards deep on that running back toss. He gets hit by two to three, four of those guys, and somehow squeezes his way upfield for no game to one yard to one yard gain. That, that, he does not take losses very often. Absolutely, third and ten, big time third down play late in the fourth quarter. Gammon back to pass, throws it to Gabe Borders. And he puts on a spin move, but it doesn't gain that much as a lot of white shirts around him. Minimal gain, only about two, three yards. It's going to be about fourth and seven or so. Hey, one-on-one, -on -one, number 10, Branson Turnbow versus Gabe Borders right there. He throw the ball into the flats, and that was mano e mano, player against player right there. And Gabe Borders tries to, you know, cut instead of getting to the sideline, make a uh, cut upfield, and is unable to elude number 10, Branson Turnbow. And that was just a tremendous one-on-one -on -one effort by Branson Turnbow. Absolutely. It is now just under seven minutes remaining. They're going to have the ball fourth down, fourth and nine to go. Macon County, they're going to decide to punt it. Probably a wise decision. Uh, You've got limited opportunities on offense, so Macon County's got to pick and choose when they want to go for it. Absolutely. They're hoping to get one more stop and maybe have the ball one more time. 
Was that punt? Down. Good punt. Really Great good. punt. Best punt of the night. It's going to roll down to the 10-yard line. So the Upperman Bees are going to go back on the field. First and 10, 6 minutes, 27 seconds remaining, up by a touchdown on their own 10-yard line. They're going to try to bleed this clock as much as they can, but, Coach, I mean, there's only so much time you can bleed off here. Absolutely. There's also a flag at the end of the play, some more extracurricular. You can just tell this is a region matchup. Uh, guys, you know, common foes because they are really getting into it as far as emotionally. They've got to the, – the winner of this ballgame is going to keep their emotions in check and, uh, and do what their coaching staff is wanting them to do. Absolutely. When you've got two great teams here, sometimes it just comes down to who makes less mistakes, Coach. That, that's absolutely right. And, uh, yeah, it looks like they spotted the ball. Personal foul, number one upperman right there. Uh, ball was punted to the 10-yard line, one of the best punts of the night for Macon County. Flipped the field right here, putting upperman in a tough position. You had uh, half the distance from the 10, so that's going to put on the 5. Macon County has a good defense stand right here. Uh, this has got potential for a big series. Absolutely. Here goes Chapman, backed up to his five-yard line. Hands off to his running back, who's Ethan still Pop. churning, churning his legs forward. He got hit initially at the line of scrimmage, but just kept moving. One of the toughest runners on Upperman's team right there, Ethan Polk. Uh, kind of got through the line, had shoulder pads everywhere, and just carried two or three defenders to a five-yard game. Tough run. Good job by uh, team tackling for the uh, Macon County Tigers. Absolutely. There is six minutes remaining now as it is second and four from the 11-yard line. Great run from Paul because we're under six to go. Here goes Chaffin back in the shotgun. Sends Carmine in motion. Hands off to his running back. Going down the field. Polk slips up and falls down at the 30-31 yard line. But, man, what a huge run. That was a 20-yard run for Paul. Man, almost right there. Almost broke a big one. Got through the first line unscathed. And then if it wasn't for your all-star there, Gabe Borders, he got just enough of Ethan Polk to trip him up, to lose his balance after about a 15-yard game, maybe a 20-yard game. Absolutely. That that run by Ethan Polk, one of the biggest plays of the night there. He's made a huge play on defense. Now he's made a huge play on offense. First and 10 from the 31-yard line. Chaffin back to snap the ball, snaps it, fakes the handoff, keeps it himself. Trying to shake off tacklers, and he's taken down by number 10 there after a minimal gain, gets to around the 35-yard line. Ty Young right there did a great job uh, keeping uh, keeping Bronston from getting outside. You know, he kept him on the end, kept him from getting on the outside and making a big play with his legs. Uh, good stop. Got someone down here. Absolutely. We have, unfortunately, another player down. Uh, looks like potentially a offensive lineman on the play. Or no, he's, he's back up. Number 56 gets right back up. That was Ian Cox. He was down on the field, but he gets right back up. Very good to see that. Now it is a second and six ball on the 35-yard line with four minutes and 53 seconds remaining. Got a little bit of a delay here. Both teams with an injury timeout went to the sideline. Uh, officials trying to keep the offense from going to the line of scrimmage to wait on a Macon County defense. A good job by the officials trying to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Absolutely. Here goes Chaffin. Chaffin hands it off to his running back who started 
He, he looked like he maybe had a bit of a hole there, but it gets swallowed up quickly by the Macon County defense. Right out around the line of scrimmage, maybe gained one yard there, so it is third and five. Looked like Cullum right there. Uh, went up the middle, tried to bounce outside twice and was stopped by the uh, defensive line and the second uh, backers for Macon County. Yes, it, we, it's been a while since we've called Cullum's name, but now unfortunately Macon County does have a player... Yeah, does have a player down. We, we will take a, a quick uh, timeout here. It is Upperman 14 and, and Macon County 7. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. All right, we are back here at Pat Parker Memorial Field. Uh, fortunately, Briggs was was able to get back up, and uh, there is four minutes and 31 seconds remaining. The Upperman Bees have the ball up 14 to seven, third and five on their own 36 yard line. That could be a, a significant loss right there for the uh, Macon County Tigers on that offensive line. Briggs has been in the in the A gap all night long, and they've done a great job. Absolutely, and now Chaffin gets the ball, hands it off to Polk, and Polk is swallowed up by Caleb Smith, number 12, gets back there for another massive play. Stand out of the game right now for Macon County. You know what Gabe Board is going to do. He's going to be fantastic. He's going to make plays. He's going to be around the ball. But number 12 has just been in, in moments when Macon County has needed it, he has stepped up, and that was a huge play to allow that fourth down to get the ball back here uh, with uh, under four minutes to go in this ball game, one-score game. Absolutely. It, it's, it's tough for me to pick a player of the game right now, but second-half player of the game I feel like is Caleb Smith at the moment. And now uh, Upperman back to punt the ball now. There he goes off, punts it deep. Number 20 back to field it. He catches the ball. There he goes. Macon County's number 20 guts up field yep. and gets a very solid game. But there's a flag at the end of this play as as, as number 20, uh, uh, Braden Flower, Braylon Flowers, excuse me, gets to around the 45-yard line. Yet it'll be interesting to see what this flag is. Well, I, I saw it pretty clear. It was a great recept or great uh, return right there, making two guys miss. But the guy we've been calling all night saying he's done some great things, Caleb Smith, got a little too excited there and just you know hit a guy from behind after you've gained about 15 yards. Sometimes the emotions. Sometimes it gets the best of you. And you've made some plays. You think everything's going great. You've got to stay within yourself. And that situation right there just tried to do a little too much with a guy uh, in front of him. Uh, that's unfortunate, but, hey, they do have the ball. They've got it at the 33-yard line here, and they're on offense. Absolutely, and this really, to me, feels like Macon County's last chance here. Three minutes and 23 seconds remaining, down by seven. Maybe their last chance, but they can score on any given play. They've already shown that. Absolutely. Gammon hands it off to Gabe Borders. Gabe Borders moves, gets to around the four, close to the 40-yard line, but there is, uh, you know, the, the fans cheer, chanting about something. Um, Tough run right there. Borders gets up, you know, 
gets through the first line of scrimmage, gets another three to four yards, gets held up a little bit. About that same time, here comes a, a, a DB coming through with a, with a big lick close to after the play. Macon County thinks so. Upperman does not. And that's how uh, Friday Night Lights go. Under three minutes to go, second and four. Gammon, bad snap. He hands it off to his running back. And big hit. Just screwed up from the get-go. As big number, hit. number eight gets through there. And that... Bronston. No, that, that's no, number no, nine sorry, out that's there. number nine. Excuse me. Clayton Harris, who's back up from injury, makes a huge play. And we've seen that with this wing tee. When they get the ball off and they have their good timing, everything's clicking. Everything's perfect. When you get a bad snap and it's, it's, it's knocking that timing off just enough, and we saw that earlier in the first half where uh, where Clayton Harris on a bad snap drilled a guy. In that case right there, he put a big boy hit on the uh, quarterback Gammon. Absolutely. Good to see Clayton Harris back. And now Luke Gammon takes the hit up, and now he gets tackled by Ethan Paul. Read pass option right there for number 21, or for, excuse me, for uh, Luke Gammon. Uh, after he read, hold the ball, looking for that over-the-middle route before he could even get that ball up to his chin right there to throw it. you got Ethan Paul in his helmet. Man, what a big sack right there. Huge sack with a minute 40 to go. Ab, ab, absolutely, yes. And, and Wes Polk with a er, – sorry, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Ethan Ethan Polk with a huge play there. I mean, now Macon County has to go for it. A minute and 20 seconds remaining. This is the game right here. Luke Gammon back to pass, throws it deep to number 20, and it's incomplete. Wow. Incomplete with about a minute 15 remaining in the game. Three-step drop back right there. Was looking for number 10 over the middle. Excuse me, number 20 over the middle. Uh, had him for a brief moment. A little pause, a little hesitation. Ball just behind him with two to three B's defenders all around him over the, the MC right in the middle of the, uh, the field. Great job by the defense. Ball just behind him. And that just goes to show you if you're the wing T run all, you know, 95% of the time, you have to be able to pass the ball when you get late in games. Exactly, because you never know. And that was a situation where you know, they wish they maybe would have practiced that situation a little bit more. Um, however, it is interesting to note we saw Briggs go down before this possession. And you see the offensive line just wasn't quite the same on that last offensive series. Hey, you've got minute 14 left. You got three timeouts if you're making county. You can get three stops right here, stop the clock each time, and still have a chance. And there goes, oh, but a huge run by number 11. It looks like he's going to fight. He uses a stiff arm and nearly gets a first down right there. Huge, big time run for Jaleric Cullum. And we haven't, we've called his name a lot earlier in this game, and that was a huge second half play. He looked to be going towards the, uh, the left gap. You know, maybe that A, B gap on the left-hand side of the quarterback bounces outside twice, uh, gains about eight to nine yards. They make a, a game-saving tackle there to keep it to second down. Uh, he also stays inbounds, which, which forces Macon County to burn one of their three remaining timeouts. So now with a minute, four less to go, two timeouts, Macon County cannot allow two yards or this ballgame is over. Absolutely. With a minute and four seconds remaining, we are here from Pat Parker Memorial Field. I'm Devin Hoke. This is Coach Shanks. It is Fort Upperman 14 and Macon County 7. When injuries stop the game, skip the ER. Visit Tier 1 Urgent Care, 335 West Spring Street, Cookville. Dr. Derek Worley, fellowship trained, board certified in sports medicine. He and your medical team are ready at the Tier 1 Urgent Care. 
Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Saturday, 8 to noon. Don't let sore shoulders stop your tennis game. Knee pain stop your walking routine. Get state-of-the-art care close to home. Tier 1 Orthopedics. Stop the game and make the call. Jackson rolling two picks up a first down. Wow. Run right up the middle. You've got three guys from Macon County that are on the ground right there. They look tired. That was a great play. Jackson Rollins right up the middle had a pretty big hole. And that's somebody that's had a great game all day. Give to Jackson Rollins your playmaker. Gets three yards. Gets the first down. With 55 seconds to go, you've only got two timeouts as Macon County. That seems like you can get on the uh, victory formation from here in Lafayette. Absolutely dire situation for Macon County. They burn a timeout, uh, but it is not uh, looking likely. As just a reminder, this is your Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. As we will head to another break here with Upperman up 14 to Macon County 7 with 55 seconds remaining. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Fayette, Tennessee. Such a lovely state to be in here in the state of Tennessee. Glad it's not 95 degrees like it has been. It's been gorgeous tonight. Absolutely, and there's just a kneel down from Chaffin as there really isn't much that Macon County can do. They Vic- will take Victory formation out. right here. You know, Macon County is going to use their uh, timeouts, hope for a bad snap. They've given tremendous effort all night long. I mean, the crowd's been into it. Uh, on both sides, Macon County and Upperman, these teams are giving it their all. And right now, if you're Upperman, you are glad you're in victory formation with the ball uh, going up uh, one score with only 47 seconds to go. Absolutely. I mean, last year, it was late in the year, Upperman went on the road to Macon County here, defeated the Macon County Tigers 28-14. to Now, an earlier season matchup, once again at home for the Macon County Tigers. I had a feeling this one you know, would be a little bit of a closer contest, and, and fortunately, you know, this game of the week, certainly this, this Middle Tennessee natural gas game of the week has lived up to the hype, Coach Shanks. No question. They're, both teams have circled this game. Uh, first opening region game, they knew this how important this game is. Uh, and, and this is only one game if you're Macon County, but this is a huge stepping stone if you're Upperman. Absolutely. Chaffin takes another kneel down in the victory formation. I believe that Macon County does not have any more timeouts to use. So they have fourth down. One more snap here before the uh, clock goes triple zeros. Absolutely. Upperman will have to snap the ball one more time. Not an easy way to get here from the city of Baxter, but I promise you that bus ride home uh, going back to Putnam County is going to be a fun one. Absolutely. Chaffin is going to snap the ball. He will take a knee, and that is going to do it. They're going to let the clock run out, and the Upperman Bees 
celebrating in the middle logo there uh, for Macon County. Definitely rubbing it in a little bit as these rivalry <laughs> games can tend to go, as you know, Coach. <laughs> We've had some personal fouls. We've had some uh, tauntings this game, and it's because a high-motion region game. Uh, I guess the backflip by number one, Jackson Rollins, is just uh, you know icing on the cake with this win right here. Uh, but let's not uh, – let's give it up for Macon County. Mm. They hung in there. They were one play away from making this an even ball game and extending this ball game. Absolutely. There was there was a lot of close moments and and again if you didn't have these kinds of emotions at the end, I mean these this looks like a great, great upper Cumberland uh, rivalry here that we were able to witness here. And you know, the coaches trying to get both teams to the sidelines after uh, after some extra curriculars there. Uh, as we have a rivalry game, emotions are going to be high, but that's part of what makes these games so great in the first place, Coach. I'll tell you what's happening here. Because of the extra celebration uh, by Upperman, uh, they're, they're contemplating uh, an unsportsmanlike penalty before the clock ran out, which will stop the clock and add another untimed down uh, to the situation. So we are uh, the officials are headed together right here. Coaches are uh, talking amongst themselves in the middle of the field, uh, trying to determine if that penalty was during the game or post-game. Uh, so we're not totally done here yet. Uh, just to add a few more fireworks to an already uh, fantastic game. Absolutely. And you know what? I've seen a lot of instances in sports of all levels where celebrating a little too early can cost you. And I know that the coach – or at least I feel like the coach, uh, Coach Shanks, has got to be definitely very frustrated by this. Oh, yeah, but, you know, football is a highly emotional sport, and so you got to give it to these guys. They have, uh, they have given their all tonight, and, you know, both coaches right now are trying to cool down their players because you got to remember these are, these are high school kids, and we've seen that. And so sportsmanship is the uh, number one thing you want your kids to take out of this, uh, but it's, just, it's such a tough way to do it sometimes because – it's such a high emotion game. Absolutely, they go into the handshake line as as they all shake hands. They're a tough, hard-fought game. You know, this is definitely one of my favorite parts of the of the matchup here. And so you look here, look ahead real quick before we uh, take the break. But you got Macon County heads to Smith County here soon. Upperman goes to another region foe in Livingston. So they got to make sure they keep everything in check and and uh, celebrate this win or move on from this loss and go ahead and get prepared uh, after tonight for their uh, their next game next week. All right. Yes, that that you've been listening to the. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. The final score, the Upperman Bees 14 and the Macon County Tigers 7. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight's action, sponsored by Twin Lakes. Broadband, TV, phone, security, the Upper Cumberland's Twin Lakes. Gentry's Power Equipment, your hometown Exmark dealer, sales, service, the mower to get the work done, and by Zach the Car Guy, Broad Street, Cookville. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve from Zach the Car Guy. 
A proven machine to reduce your mowing time? Count me in. A new Xmark mower costs a whole lot less right now at Gentry's Power Equipment. Spending less money? I'm in. Right now at Gentry's, get your mower with 0% for 48 months. Get a $1,000 instant rebate on the LZE mower. Get $300 on the Quest. Better get moving to Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road in Cookville. See for yourself why the landscape pros trust Xmark mowers 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. Mark your calendar and join UCEMC for their 85th annual meeting Saturday, September 9th at Katessa Farms. Come enjoy great door prizes and a sit-down meal. Registration begins at 9 a.m. Business meeting begins at 10 a.m. It's your electric membership co-op. Let your voice be heard. UCEMC's annual meeting Saturday, September 9th at Katessa Farms, 780 Dixon Springs Highway in Riddleton. A delicious meal, great door prizes for registered members, and insight into your co-op. UCEMC. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Who has time for a turnover when the toilets are overflowing? Call AL Plumbing and get the job done right. The owner shows up at every call. That's commitment to doing the job right. Put the number in your phone 319 6395. The plumber who does it right and knows his stuff. 319 6395. Call for emergencies. Call for remodeling and renovations. Call for new construction. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. opportunity up for that read pass option uh, they're looking heavily to get it to gay borders and gregory there and were very successful with it but the two times that gammons was able as the uh, quarterback to keep it he gained 30 yards he gained 10 yards and so a little more versatility uh, from that quarterback play giving them another dynamic option would be something that's going to be very difficult for them to for opposing uh, region opponents to uh, to contend with later on in the year uh, because you it's it's almost like you got Trip Pinion in White County you've got uh, Bronson Chaffin here at Upperman those guys you know are going to get their stuff just like Gabe Borders he's going to get his yards he's going to get his touchdowns which is the other X factor that's going to allow your team to rise above absolutely ab- absolutely Wes and, and, and you know and, and we we just we just talked about you know that that was one um, that was one major uh, key to the game there, and, and but I also wanted to ask, uh, you know, I also wanted to ask you, Coach. You know, another another major, um, you know, turning point of this game uh, was some of the big time defensive stands that Macon County was able to get. But what do you think the adjustment was after the first time they were stood up at the goal line for? Um, Upperman when they had yet another situation like that later in the game. Well, just think about the Macon County uh, stand at the one-yard line uh, in the first quarter. I mean, that was movie-esque. I mean, it's fourth and inches. It's a 0-0 bar- ball game, 
and you got Ethan Park rising above the line trying to score. And then all of a sudden you've got guys on Megan County just meeting him six feet in the air, and there's, there's that collision. And, man, that was such a momentum getter for Macon. And they made adjustments, Macon County did, as well as Upperman did, to allow themselves to be a little more versatile. You saw, you know, heavy run for Upperman uh, in the first half, and then they opened it up a little bit with some passing game with uh, Branson Turnbow. You had uh, Jackson Rollins. You had Cam Bush that were very successful with those dynamic plays. And, and, and kudos to Coach Kane for opening up the offense, but he's got the players to do so. Uh, and you got the same thing with uh, with Coach Shoulders over at Macon County. They've got a handful of guys, and you saw it tonight, that are capable of breaking uh, big-time plays. And so those adjustments, I, I think a lot of it was just physicality and, and, and being wore down because these are two very like teams, and they might see each other in the postseason down the road. Absolutely. And, Coach, I'll have one more question for you before we finish off this lovely uh you know, broadcast here with you. But, you know, Macon County now is going to have to go play a team outside of the region. What adjustments do you think Macon County is going to have to make uh, heading into their next matchup, maybe to try to stop being quite as one-dimensional? Well, I'll tell you, they're going to go face a uh, a Smith County team that is no easy contest, one of the best teams here in the mid-state, grown men playing. So they just got done playing a tremendously physical team with Upperman, along with a lot of speed. You're going to go uh, uh, down to uh, Smith County and face those the Owls, and it's another little rival game, you know, Border Wars. And I feel like Macon County with Trousdale, with Westmoreland, with Smith County, a region game against Upperman, my goodness, that is some very tough, high-emotion games. And so they've done a good job uh, on, on competing at the highest level, uh, being 2-1 and one right now, going into a rival game. So I expect them to bounce back, uh, build some momentum for the next region game. And then for Upperman, I mean, this is huge. This is that game that gets your momentum in that uh, that 1-0 and region uh, schedule there. And you're doing what people hope or expect you to do. And so uh, it was no easy task. <laughs> and it's not going to be for the rest of the, of the uh, remainder going into 4A uh, with Livingston next week. Absolutely right, Coach Shanks. Well, this has been an absolutely lovely game. Both teams' fan bases should be very proud of the performances. Their guys worked really, really hard, put it all on the field here. And, uh, you know, one team has to win, and unfortunately one team has to lose. And Upperman was the victors here, 14-7 to on the road against Macon County. But I'm Devin Hoke. I'm here with Coach Shanks from Pat Parker Memorial Field. We will see you all next week right here on Sports Radio 104.7. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. 
practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson, across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The Property Company, proud supporters of our local athletes. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. Uh, my my apologies. We were actually not quite done yet. Hi everybody, how's it going? I'm Devin Hoke with Sports Radio 104.7. I'm here with Coach Shanks. We're going to get you some other action from around the Upper Cumberland High School football area. Coach, what are some what are some scores? What are some other final scores? Obviously, the final score of our game here: Upperman Bees defeat Macon County Tigers 14 to seven to improve to three and zero. Macon County falls to two and one. What, what are some other scores uh, going on around the region? Let's stay in that uh, region four. The uh, Cav versus LA. Upperman goes to LA next week, and it was a 17 to nine ball game in the third quarter. The Cav over LA. Ball game ends at 31 to nine. So some uh, 14 unanswered right there by the Cav to uh, take out, take down Livingston Academy, uh, Cookville. 42, White County, 35, under one minute remaining in that rival, 111 rivalry game. Stone Memorial, 35, Cumberland County, zero in that Cumberland County rival matchup. Uh, love that gang right there. Crosstown foes. Clay County, 47, Jackson County, seven. Clay County, the defending runners-up. Uh, we were there with them in York week one when they took a loss, but back on the, the winning schedule, uh, back with a W, first W of the year with Clay County, uh, now one and two with a 47-7 to seven win over Jackson. That's a few more scores here. Waiting for that Cookville White County. That's a close one right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had earlier in the game, we had Monterey zero, East Robertson uh, seven. That was in the second half. 
waiting on some updates here. Here's just a, a final where Macon County, just coming off a tough loss here, faces a Smith County team that is 3-0 after tonight with a 47-28 win over Liberty Creek. That Smith County team is very good. Here's here's a tough one. A Riverdale Beach scored 16 to 14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, your final, Monterey seven, East Robertson 20. That is a tremendous, tremendous region game right there for uh, Coach Hughes and uh, the uh, Monterey Wildcats needing that uh, that win over probably the best team in their region. Uh, unfortunately, came away with a loss there and. Other games, we'll, we'll get back to you, but you got uh, Gordonsville that was up on uh, Trousdale at half, 7 to nothing. We'll try to get you a score from the Warren County Lebanon uh, game. And a Watertown versus Sequatchie was tied going into the third quarter, and we'll wait for some scores as well. Ab- absolutely, yeah. Well, that Cookville game, that sounds like quite the barn burner there. Definitely, uh, definitely going to want to, you know, Tune in uh, tomorrow morning, uh, you know, at 9, High School Playbook on the Rock, 93.7. Uh, what, what, what have you got for us, We've coach? got two more right there. We've got uh, – oh, excuse me, just had it. Oh, no. uh, Trousdale County, 0, Gordonsville, 14. So, big win right there for Gordonsville. And then Watertown, 14, Sequatchie, 24, uh, with 10 minutes to go in the fourth. So we got some, some, again, week three, big region uh, opening contest, and so you'd love to see some of these scores. Absolutely, yes. Now the place is starting to file out. <laughs> again, your final score here was Upperman 14, Macon County 7. I'm glad you all could join us for this fantastic, incredible Upper Cumberland contest here as we – We'll leave you now from Pat Parker Memorial Field. I'm Devin Hoke. This is Coach Shanks here. You're listening to Sports Radio 104.7.